Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Radio Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, City Ranch Boot Company, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Brazos Landing, Quit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audience Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show coming from the Baylor Club. Cam Stewart with me as always until at least 5 o'clock. Uh, we'll be taking you all the way to 6 o'clock on the uh, Mosley program. Cam's been here, got here early, and uh, has done a really nice job setting things up here. And as we, uh, as the day unfolds, we'll have more and more folks stopping by the world-famous Baylor Club. The members' table is over there, and uh, always love that table. There's sometimes some spinach artichoke dip and other things show up. We've already had, uh, Cam, some wonderful uh, turkey sliders. want to welcome you, and I want to welcome Aaron Sexton into today's program. You heard from Aaron in the 2 o'clock hour, maybe even during press box today. But uh, he always saves his best stuff for the Mosley Show. I don't think he makes that public, but deep down well, we he knows. He knows. Well, that's when his, that's when his most, he, he just kind of, it's kind of like he's got a governor on himself through the press box. With John, he starts to kind of, starts to, and then for our show, it's just like three hours, just his hair on fire, or whatever, his head, his head's on fire. Uh, Cam, welcome to the program. Nice uh, Boston Celtics uh, starter jacket for you today, and I thought it was appropriate that I had to find high socks today because I'm wearing an air cast. I got x-rayed today for my ankle injury, and... Uh, Turns out I did not have a break. I've got a fragment kind of floating around, but they say that's not an issue, and so all is well. But I had to find some high socks. I don't carry many many of those. I like the low sock. Mm-hmm. And the high very socks. Very cool of you, very chic. The high very sock cute. that I found was it had the uh, Larry Legend on it. Uh, and now on Matt Mosley's socks, 6'9", from Indiana State, number 33, Larry Bird. That's pretty good Johnny Most there. Oh, no, that was no Johnny Most. I, I, I don't know if anyone can do a Johnny Most. Ah, it's a steal by Bird. Underneath that. DJ lays it up. DJ lays it up. Um, I have one second left. Oh, I want to do a Bill Lambeer one. Yeah, and Bill. Filthy and McNasty. <laughs> the, the gutless way they do things around uh, here. Yeah, that's what you can you can hear that same kind of spirit from me in in china spring broadcasts yeah yeah the uh, although i don't hear your voice on that famous whatever the 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 uh whatever the one uh, i think drake still has pinned to his deal what was the one where he, oh the what block, caused him the to block scream goal return yeah. for a touchdown in the state championship game yeah i wasn't on the staff yet oh okay before my time that's 21 i only have a state championship ring from 22 it's uh, it seems appropriate. But very the, Celtics today. You know who they're playing tomorrow, by the way. Before we move on from that, who do we have? Celtics tomorrow. ESPN against yours, mine, our Dallas Mavericks. That's going to be a great matchup. <laughs> um, you went to the first one. I was at the first me, one, which and Celtics cleaned cleaned them up. Uh, I thought the uh, Mavericks bounced back last night. 
they got uh, hit with uh, Struess. My man Max Struess hit a hit about a 54-foot shot to beat him at the buzzer. That's not a fun way to lose a ball game. And then to turn around last night, I believe that game was against Toronto and play well. That was uh, that was nice. And for, I have to say, Kyrie and and Luca are are playing off of each other and playing extremely well. And they're both one will have 29. Uh, that's Kyrie usually, and uh, Luca will have 33, 34. I I did not think it was going to work quite like this. I don't. I still don't think this team's really going anywhere. Yeah, the offense but, ain't the problem. But I do think they needed a third scorer or just somebody to be a threat. And believe it or not, P.J. Washington's kind of become that guy. Mm-hmm. And Better option than, a, than Grant Williams ever was, I'll give him that. Incredible shooting night last night, I believe it was. And he ends up with, I don't know, 20-something. I mean, he, 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 was, uh, he was good. But I, I like those calves, by the way. I, I'm a, Because I've always, my, my – uh, Daughter and I, uh, my 16-year-old daughter, I grew her up on Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz and Quinn Snyder, and so that became one of her favorite players. And now can I ask, why did you do that? There goes J-Mo off into the afternoon, returning probably to go call a game. Every time I look up, he was doing like a, a baseball game yesterday. I'm like, does he, ever, does he ever get a day off? And the answer is no. He's got it in the blood. He, he does. He likes calling these games. The baseball team... Leaves a little something to be desired right now. Got to get that team going. Uh, you just ignored my jazz question. I oh. didn't want. I know we sometimes get off track, but it is I, it's uh, just a Mosley and Stewart from the world famous Baylor Club. You're asking me why we became huge jazz yeah, fans. Yeah, you said uh, you grew. You had her growing up on the jazz. You said that that was something that you did. It even goes back to when Hayward was there and favors. And I have maybe even going back, I, I love Quinn Snyder. I even loved him when he was at Mizzou. And I, I think the Dennis Lindsay thing played a role in it, being a Baylor guy oh, when I was a kid. I watched him play, and then he became the GM there. And then I just really liked how they put that team together. Now, it ended up back, you know, uh, all backfiring, and everybody had to get traded. But when Gobert and Donovan were there, uh, before they had their falling out via over COVID. Um, I just love that team. I love Donovan. And I okay. love when they lost Hayward in that um, he left in free agency, they brought in Donovan and he became a superstar overnight. Yeah. He came in from yeah. Louisville where he was fine. but Yeah, but picked I, middle of the first round. Correct. Out, and probably outside the lottery. He's a superstar now. Yeah. And, and I think Cavs are good. Cavs they have are. gone like. Second in the conference. 16 and 3 in the past 19 or something like that. So I like that. I know you probably, being an Eastern Conference fan, do not care much for the Cavs. Eh. And uh, I always kind of, it was interesting because they were, they were always kind of pesky to my Bulls. And I, when I say Bulls, I was a, I was a, you know, like How any many kid. teams are you claiming that? Well, Let's see. I had the Pirates when I was a kid, Rangers, Cowboys, and certainly the Bulls because of Jordan. And I loved, I loved certain players. I love Larry. I love uh, Dr. J. And that, that's the one thing I, I would love to be your age for a lot of reasons. Mm. But being able to have seen Kareem and Larry – and Dr. J in person 
is when I was a kid. That's that's still that's pretty that's cool. still a pretty neat thing. Yeah. And even the late great Mark Eaton, seeing him mm, going that yeah. my jazz time goes even back to that. That was pre Jerry Sloan. That would have been Frank Layden coaching him. Wow. So my fandom even goes back to that. Join now the Baylor Club Cam. We could do it today. And uh, and no dues until May. May's a good ways off. Mention ESPN Radio, mention the Mosley Show, and receive double the initiation fee value in gift certificates to the club. And um, and then remember the big uh, spring game at our membership open house, April 18th, 5.30 to 7.30. In fact, I'm going to be at that spring game, and that night we have my uh, fraternity uh, alumni dinner. All right, pig dinner. Well, that's a big. When that's the, a big weekend. When the five games get together, watch out, and uh, you can reach out. Probably be crashing at my place. You can reach out to Devin and John at the Baylor Club website. All right, the old website. I like to call that kind of a uh, old like BaylorClub.com is kind of where I go on that. And don't forget the. What is this? Look at this. The Eclipse. Yes, Brunch, that's April eight. Yeah. Tell me about that, Cam. Is that do we watch the eclipse? What does that mean exactly? Yeah, well, okay, I think you've got the notes more than I do. So, <laughs> Cam, so. thank you. Boy, you really delivered. <laughs> it there. is April eight. Oh, I do know that's the, that's the eclipse. Great, great job, Carly by you. Simon. We'll have to write you, a new song. You've got the notes. I, you, I you do. Appreciate you, you really, really covering for me on that, <laughs> um, Kylie. And then private event. Lunch and dinner. Oh, man, you can get the reservations for graduation. And so you can call about That's that. I bet big. you could become a member before graduation even uh, arrives. Um, but you can reach out to my man, John McCrell, director of membership. John has tried to leave a couple times, and they always reel him back in. They're just like, John, you're not leaving. He's like Pacino himself, you know, he went like down. Michael Corleone. I think they tried to get him down there. The Longhorns tried to get him for their club. He is a, he's a Longhorn guy. And Mosul. Or he he's, has, he's seen the light. Mosul but. has Longhorn background. I don't think oh. he went there, but he, he, he used to be in Austin, and he just needed to get to Waco, and we've loved having him. But it is the uh, – the Baylor Club. Uh, lots to get to today. I, we got a good Baylor segment coming up. And, um, in fact, we're going to talk about, uh, well, is the Big 12, are they juicing their numbers? And if they are, is it a problem? Is it a problem? There are complaints coming from the mighty ACC. Don't you know the ACC hates all this constant talk about how the, the Big 12 is the best conference? They, they, they think it is their birthright. Yes, and that they're easily, at, or at best, the third best conference now in America. They're not even second. SEC's better than them. But, yeah, they, and they'll run the commercial still of, like, uh, here's how many Final Fours we have. What if I told you the Mountain West is better? I, I would actually believe you. Hardcore, I'd believe you. Mountain West had to have a good year. They are. Although Colorado State's been in a bad way Tailspin, here. Yeah. I, I, I hate this for my man Jerry. Covered him hard over the years, been tough on him, had good moments, rough moments with him. Jerry Jones, um, that that headline, and I don't think ESPN knows exactly what to do with this story because it's like, wait, this seems like a he's a big name, he's the Cowboys owner, yeah. and this is kind of a sensationalist type story. So we probably ought to have this as a big headline. 
I don't know on this one. I don't know about this one, but a Texas judge on Wednesday rejected an appeal from Jones of a 2022 ruling, um, and he's going to have to take a paternity test uh, on a young lady that was conceived in a relationship he allegedly had with her mother in the mid-1990s. Now, you've been... You were a huge Patriots fan. You continue to be. You know, Kraft was not involved in a paternity test, but he was involved in a high-profile going to a massage parlor situation. Yes. And, and it became a big story because when that story started to come out, like it looked like it might have even the day of the, the AFC championship mm-hmm. game. He had been there yeah. that morning or something like that. Yeah. And, and so whatever reason – that story kind of went away. I don't know if maybe they just didn't have enough on him or he had good attorneys. I don't even know well, if he got fined by the NFL. Both those things. But he did not suffer as much damage as he did even for Spygate, which yeah. was – and by the way, Spygate, he went to the wall for Bill. But it's I do out. like this, this – uh, on this documentary that he kind of came out and he said, he said about the Spygate, he said – said, how big a thing was that, Bill, like on a scale of 1 to 100? And Bill said, about a 1. And he said, well, well Bill, then you're a schmuck. <laughs> yeah. But guys, guys like that. There's no way you could have brought him back for another season knowing this This was going to debut in February. Oh, this you, think, you think? I think the vibe was made. Do you think Kraft thought, I can <laughs> just say anything I want Look, now? Obviously, they did it like a year ago, right? Could you imagine if, like, the Patriots went to the playoffs? And they were starting to turn it around with Belichick, and he's got to come back after that. Like, <laughs> I mean, Kraft probably has final say on the on the documentary. So, I like probably when I like when his there. son Jonathan Kraft says, "Okay, I'll have to, I'll have to restate this, or I can't really say it like this." And they left it all in the in the final cut. Boy, you were down on that uh, deal. You were big down time. That. Yeah, I had a meeting today, not in like a defensatory way. I had a major, big-time type meeting today, and I got some good drip coffee over at the the Be Good Coffee Shop. You've been to, over there on Washington? No, but Man, they you must talk about a group that wants about. to. No, I think they want to. I think they want to. Let's see if Terry will write this down over here. The um, Let's see. What is that? Be, is it be nice or be good? I think it's be kind. Be kind. As yeah. a matter of fact, I think. Be Be uh, well. Be, oh, the be- you talked about with J-Mo what our conversations are. And, yeah, a good bit of it was about the Dynasty documentary we were just uh-huh. talking about. But a good 10 to 15 minutes of that call was grammar. Kind and the gram- things that we don't like about grammar, like the, the mm. common misconceptions of grammar that we hate. And how you are going to have plenty of opportunities to call me out now because I have, I have lagged seriously since I stopped writing. Well, see, I don't want – this to drip into every conversation we have. But I do think there's a part of you that when I hear you do something, you want me to tell you, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess every once in a while I'll probably get annoyed, but I think it's better than the alternative of you never telling me. Okay. Yeah. But I try not to do it on the air the other day. <laughs> Didn't I do it one day recently? <laughs> yeah, probably. Eh, I don't mind. But yeah, you called me out on something. You actually called me out on the air on something that was right. Trepid. Still a weird word. It's just not a word people use. No. I, I, think I don't it's, know where I heard. I think I, it's Because I know what trepidation is, so I must have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, it was a weird one. Uh, it certainly was. I'm going to start a, using it a lot more, man. Strange way to go. Just, just you know, let's get wrote and written. Okay, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, from the Baylor Club. Cam has done a beautiful job. I love our where we are. As people come in, they can see us. They turn the corner. They see us immediately. And and look at that, the hard hat. We got folks. I'd like to get in there and help them with some of that. They're doing a renovation. There's some things I think I could love that. Hello, sir. Good to see you. Uh, it is. Uh, There's ESPN no one in the room with us, by the way. Central Texas. There is too. These are big time. Yeah, but this, they won't know that. <laughs> this renovation is really. It's been spectacular to watch. And what's been fun is they're continuing all the bar service. Sometimes people just shut something down altogether, and the Baylor Club has kept up and running while they do this big renovation. And I think that's important. It stops for no one. No, no. And nothing. And, uh, come see us, and we'll be here until 6. And um, at least I will. Cam will try to sneak out at 5. I may not let him. we got a major guest at 5. John Mashoda checks in live from the Combine in Indianapolis. And there's a lot going on there. Next, though, why is the Big 12 basketball under fire? We explain next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. At City Ranch Boot Company, customers have the option to buy off the shelves or design a -a one-of-a-kind custom-made boot with your preferred logo. City Ranch Boot Company's inventory includes boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' purses. Owner Jay Kelly was a Baylor football letterman in the 1980s. He's a longtime importer of exotic leather and has plenty of ostrich, elephant, crocodile, python, and hippo leather from which to choose. His wife and four of his five children attended Baylor University. City Ranch Boot Company, just around the corner from Hellberg Barbecue on Highway 185 between Crawford and China Spring. Call 254-855-7225 at cityranchboot.com and Facebook. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts project managers and estimators plus they're offering summer internships evening shift only works four days a week monday through thursday also a one dollar differential pay is offered for evening shifts after 90 days of full-time employment alamo steel offers pto and a comprehensive benefit plan including medical dental vision short and long-term disability life insurance and 401k full-time positions are 40 hours plus a week hourly employees are paid weekly At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. 
Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley and Cam with you. Aaron Sexton as well. Live from the Baylor Club. Uh, Folks coming in, uh, getting ready for their afternoon. We had some turkey sliders. Thought they were beautiful. And uh, come over here and uh, also extending special faculty membership. I mean, Baylor Club members, uh, a lot of Baylor faculty over here. Also, MCC and TSTC. Boy, Aaron used to walk the campus of MCC back in the day. Loved some of that faculty. Aaron was telling us the other day, MCC had one of the first programs in one certain area. Uh, oh, early days of the Internet. MCC yep, was yep. right in the middle of all that. And, um, and so MCC and TSTC faculty and staff can get involved and uh, Baylor Club memberships can add network benefit that includes 50% off dining, year-round access to all properties nationwide, and golf rounds at over 100 nationwide courses. Cam, that's something you're going to have to add to your arsenal. 
you will have to start playing golf. I know. I kind of know a little bit learn. about your future family or what you're hoping is your prospective yes. wife and family. These are folks that are members at nice country clubs, and you're going to have to kind of the collared shirt, the, the proper footwear. Um, some of those will require long pants in the dining room. Like oh. today, for instance, you 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 look very appropriate for I the, for the like beautiful Baylor Club. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you kind of look like a guy that could play some golf. You're very coordinated from what I've heard, so you should yeah. at least keep that in mind. Are you following the latest Big 12 controversy in basketball? Apparently, someone right. is challenging this constant mention of the best basketball in the country. I feel like Fran Fraschilla was the first person to really just hammer that home, best conference in the country, best conference in the country. Now, there are numbers that back that up. Scott Drew will talk about that. Others mention that. Huge game coming up, by the way, Baylor in Kansas on uh, Saturday morning. I'm already getting calls. Uh, hey, uh, I've got a friend. Uh, my son has his birthday, and we're, we're only standing room. Uh, tickets available. Can you find us some tickets to this game? That's what I was being asked today, and I didn't. I have not responded yet. I don't know exactly you're, how you're to. It. How do I convey that there's no shot of me yeah. pulling that off, like finding three tickets? I did think of you. You're a guy that always has your hands on some tickets. So well, people tell me because I have such a pull on Twitter, Matt. Is that the deal? That's yeah. It. So and they, they say, say, "Hey, get Cam, it to, yeah. get it to Cam. He's not going to big time you like Matt Mosley will. He'll answer you." And then uh, I'll help it get out there. You know? Here's what I really like. That like. word's just spread around. Last time I was here, somebody came up to me and, and like they said, "Hey, so and so." And I was glad to meet them. And in the next breath, they said, "I, I need you to uh, retweet this immediately." My son's <laughs> baseball stats. And I and I don't. I I love more than you do. I love meeting people. I really do. Yeah, and I like visiting with that, people. Yeah. And I love people who love the show or don't like the show or have an opinion. Doesn't matter. I love visiting with people. But that is not a way to approach me. Is to come up and say, "I need you to, I need you to retweet this immediately." Someone I've never met in my life. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the business of just retweeting random stats. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you know, at least visit with me for a second before you ask me to do something for your son. Okay, it is the, uh, it's the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and I want to. And we need to hear from from this ACC coach who thinks the Big 12 has gamed the system. Now, the, the ACC, in, in, in defending themselves and saying, hey, we're just as good as the Big 12, their big thing is, well, they're 9-3 and three this year against the Big 12. Now, a lot of those games happened early. Some of those came against teams that, you know, some of the not better teams in the Big 12. Now, one of them came against Baylor. Okay, Duke on a neutral floor yeah. that was not so neutral. Uh, the Dukies took that place over, but the Bears did suffer a loss to Duke. Is that? Do you believe that number nine and three against the Big Twelve? I mean, that is something. If I were an ACC, I would be throwing that number out head yeah. to head yeah. against the Big Twelve. Bowl season, but we're yeah. not. I know sounds yeah. bowl season, but still, I think the Big Twelve is better. And there's some weird ones in there. I think Virginia Tech beat Iowa State. Which is that's true. crazy. It's just I I don't know. I mean, you you know this too for watching college basketball for so long. Not not that those games don't matter, but every March we look back on like, oh, how did this team lose to this team in the non-conference? You know what I mean? Like, we might still be wondering that Baylor, Michigan State, and you know Baylor's in the Final Four, Michigan State's not in the tournament. You know, it, it happens all the time. 
I, I don't think it's an accurate way to depict no. how good your conference is. No. I, I, but like you said, if we had that number in the back pocket, of course you'd use that. It's like I think the net rating has become like too big of a talking point, but I guess I like it that the Big 12 is so great in it, and I haven't sat around thinking, why are they so good at the net? Why are they so good at net? What does that even stand for? Some kind of efficiency. It's yeah. a measurement that they use uh, when it comes to putting the tournament together. The, the seeding, and right now it's just one of the many measurements, but it's in there. And usually pretty And the accurate. Big 12 is, like, huge in net. Is it used and talked about too much? Probably so. But, I, but Brad Brownell, Brownell, the Clemson basketball coach, decided to come out and kind of name names and come directly at the Big 12 for gaming the system when it comes to net. And I think we have a little bit of uh, Coach Brownell now. I'd like to hear this, and let's react to it. Strength of schedules, that's a pretty good point. Yeah, I I think the biggest thing, and and thanks for having me on, obviously. I'm coming to Will's defense here a little bit, and I appreciate Will bringing this topic up. Um, I'm not going to let you pick on Will like that here this early in the morning. Uh, I think the biggest thing that has happened, and obviously first thing I would say is we're all splitting hairs. Because we're all, you could put us all in a hat, and we're all pretty close. There's a couple teams at the top of each league that have separated themselves. There's a couple teams at the bottom of each league that have separated themselves. But you start looking three through through ten, and it's there's no differences. A couple things that folks don't understand: you can manipulate the net, and whether people want to say the net is the be all end all, it's all anybody talks about, and so that's that's why it is so powerful and. There's a strength of schedule dynamic where the Big 12 has managed it with their scheduling. They're, they're non-conference scheduling. They're playing 300-level teams and winning by 40 and 50 points to increase their offensive and defensive efficiency numbers, which is a big part of the net tool. And so that's why you see teams trying to win at the end of games by – 30 and 40 points instead of putting in their your walk-ons I actually am disappointed in myself I didn't put my walk-ons in at the end of the Georgia Tech game when we got up big because I was trying to get get our numbers up a little bit higher um and so that there are factors that the Big 12 so they're playing eight non-conference games seven non-conference games against low-level teams and increasing their net and then when they all get into the league their totals are higher, their net rankings are higher, and so their teams are perceived to be a little better than they are. For example, you talked about Iowa State. People forget Virginia Tech beat Iowa State in a non-conference game pretty handily down in Orlando. Iowa State second in the Big 12. You know, Virginia Tech, a good team who beat us, you know, is in, is in the middle of our league. Our league is actually 9-3 and three non-conference against the Big 12. Yeah, Brad Brunell, lot to digest yeah. there, and boy, it was a patting himself on the back. Oh man, they're running. I like just doing it the right way. I kind of because I'm kind of mad at myself for what I did against Georgia Tech for, for running, running up, up the, the score th- on them. Feel kind of bad about that. And first of all, much like the way Baylor ran up the score against TCU the other night, <laughs> when the Frogs ended on an eight nothing run. I mean, the Big yeah. Twelve it's happening all the time. Yeah. Well, I I do think. I, I hope they're not just running it. I mean, first of all, you get those big deficits. Some of those games, you can't play Michigan State and Duke. Mm-hmm. 
or Seton Hall or Auburn or all these big-time teams Baylor's played. You can't play every game. You have to mix in uh, Mississippi Valley State or some of these bad or, teams. Or, or what, about like Brown. A, what about like a Winthrop? Or yeah, they play uh, Alcorn State. They play both of them. Queens University. Yeah. Oh yeah. All those teams played Clemson this year in the non-conference. But Brownell doesn't want to talk about that. No. But it's just it's silly. And like he brings up, you know, yes, Virginia Tech beat Iowa State, and we're gonna look back on that and be like, wow, how did that happen? And so that's basically his measure of like, well, this is a good team. We're nine and three against them. You know, the, our conference is better. But, like, I'm looking at the teams that might not make the tournament here in the Big 12. Kansas State, probably not going to make the tournament. They're going to they're gonna need some real help. Well, they beat Kansas and Baylor this year. Like, that, that pro- that's not a, a throwaway game in no, December. No, They play real conference games, and it would be like if Virginia Tech beat North Carolina and Duke in the same year. But Brownell doesn't want to talk about that. Or I just think of these, these teams that are – still scratching and clawing to get in and we're still talking about like a tcu and a texas those teams are better than virginia tech whatever metric you go by those teams are better and i i crunched the numbers matt a, a few days ago when this came out so i went by ken palm you know the ken palm rankings big big deal yeah big deal defensive no- and I, baylor has historically been tremendous in both yeah. but especially last couple of seasons in the top five uh, offensively in efficiency. Right. Yeah, but this is a big deal, Ken yeah, Paul. Yeah, and they'll just they'll do their own rankings the way Net will do it. And so I look to see, okay, the worst team in the in the Big 12, according to Ken Palm, is, is West Virginia at 140. Well, the ACC has three teams worse than that. And obviously number one in, in Ken Palm for the Big 12 is Houston. And the Big 12 has two that are better than the next best ACC team, and then and then it's three more for the Big 12 until you hit the next ACC team. So just using one that Brad Brennell apparently doesn't have a problem with, it's still pretty crystal, crystal clear that the Big 12 is, is better than the ACC in a different metric. But the way he's... Him and, and Jeff Capel talked about this earlier, the Pitt head coach, yeah. uh, who used to coach at OU, by the way, so has experience in the Big 12. Are, they're basically implying without saying it that this is a, a strategy by the Big 12 collectively. You know, the coaches and the ADs, hey, you know, we'll, we'll put a you know a game against Duke at Madison Square Garden to make it look good, but really we're just going to play a bunch of a bunch of these low-level teams so that we could beat them by 50 points and improve the net before we have to play each other. It's just insane to me. I don't. I don't have a problem if they have colluded. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, like if they, would, if, would it, it really matter? If these guys are all friends and they go to whatever and, and, and go I mean, off together. It would be no different than but, the SEC in that football that week they do in November, where they all play Georgia Southern and yeah. Centenary in them because yeah. the conference is really good. It's the best conference. Nobody really gets on them for that. What, yeah. what, why is that? Why would that even be different for basketball? And it'd be one thing if they weren't playing like big time games. Among, I mean, maybe TCU didn't, but most every team in the Big Twelve has like a pretty massive schedule, oh, yeah. and they're playing these tough games. And so Kansas I don't think you can Tennessee say like Baylor's never yeah. avoiding. In fact, they're doing. At one point, they were just doing too much. Right during the holiday, they had Michigan State, and of course, right around Christmas, they go play Duke. 
They, they, yeah, they last, scheduled year, a little bit too much. Last year they, they had kind of a, a dry spell and had some guys hurt in that non-conference, and it was one after the other after the other. It was Virginia. It was UCLA. It was uh, – Gosh, Marquette was, was a Marquette tough one. Marquette was yeah. a really tough one. Uh, Gonzaga in there that they won by a point. So, like, all of those were within, like, three weeks. Now, here's what Fran had to say. Fran Fraschilla, our, our buddy on ESPN, uh, the big, big-time big analyst. Over the last five years, all I've heard from my Power Six conference coaching friends is that scheduling is almost as important as recruiting. They have staff members studying this stuff year-round. The Big 12 Conference coaches can't be smarter than the rest of my friends, can they? And so, I mean, it's like all of this stuff, no matter what they're mad at, is available to anybody. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you think the Big 12 is gaming their numbers, you probably ought to go game them yourself, or as a conference, or try to do this. And by, and I'd like to look at some of these scores for other teams in the ACC. Are we to believe that they've just? They just consistently call off the dogs. Now, maybe maybe some of these teams have more walk-ons. For whatever reason, when I've seen UNC and Duke and other teams in the past, you do you do see fellows over there that have no, you know, they have no business yeah. being on a basketball court. It's There's just like grandson or something. <laughs> and Baylor has one, and, and he just got put on scholarship. Sacks, yeah. who's probably like six seven, by the way. He's six or six seven. So like who are they supposed to take out on their roster? He's the only one they can put in as a walk on. Can I get conspiratorial for a second? Since sure. Brad Brownell is gonna do that. I'm gonna stoop down to his level a little bit. All right, so he's been at Clemson for a decade and a half now, since twenty ten. And when you look at it based off Clemson's history as a basketball program, he does pretty well. He's won more than fifty percent of his games, which is big at Clemson, right around 50% in the ACC in his time there, okay? But he has only made the NCAA tournament three times. And I'm looking here through his contract situation. Oh, yeah, 2018, he signed a six-year extension, which puts him through the 2024 season, Mm. Matt. And towards the end, by the way, they're going to make the tournament. They're a basketball team this year. But towards the end of his contract year, he all of a sudden puts out there that, well, you know, you might not see a bunch of NCAA tournament appearances, but that's because these other conferences are cooking the books. And us, us, you know, classy, hard-nosed, middle-of-the-pack ACC teams just can't get a fair shake at this thing. <laughs> They're too worried about whether Texas Tech can get back in or Oklahoma. We're the ones, that, this blue-collar ACC, that we put our walk-ons in the game because we're so classy. That's, that's why. That's interesting. Leveraging that into his Yeah, discussion. yeah. And I'm shocked that he could be there for more than a decade. It, and, yeah. and I don't. That's an admission of we can't do any better. And can I just tell you Which is that one false. of the first times I was aware of Brad Burnell is during this quote that just, this what we just listened to. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. I mean, think about ACC. Did it shock you when I we said he's love, been there for 14 years? We love basketball. We love yeah. college basketball. I'm a child of the ACC. And I think most, we kind of recognize all the coaches mm-hmm. from the ACC. And until this came up, I'm like, oh, Brad Burnell, huh? Where was he before? Because when have they done anything? He's been there for, what'd you say? 14, 14 years. 2010-11, which is my heyday of following the ACC. Yeah, yeah. I knew what he looked like, but I can't tell you anything about this guy. And what is interesting is that is, again, an admission that Clemson can't do any better. 
But right now they probably can because of how down the ACC is. I mean, they've got some decent teams in the middle of the pack, but really it's Duke and Carolina in a pretty big gap. I tell you what, I don't think they support each other like the Big 12 and like the SEC does in football. And the Big 12, for everything, Scott is always talking about, I want to get three teams in. You know, like, and he's like, ah, it doesn't really seem possible. But now with Houston in, I mean, this thing could get very, very interesting. Yeah. Kansas is down right now, but there'll be a year where they got a shot. It's down, obviously, at two, being relative. Yeah, maybe even three. In yeah, the final four. I, I would say this is about as bad as Kansas has been in the past ten to fifteen years. This, oh, this someone's clipping this right now for Saturday afternoon. If oh, they come in yeah, and, and, and they right. may come in and look fine. <laughs> they may look good. But, boy, the Kansas fans are the ones yeah. throwing out the excuses now. Yeah. And I didn't look at it like they have, but it's like every name, Pettiford, Etchafor, the guy at TCU, Uday, mm-hmm. like they've had everybody transfer out. Mm-hmm. McCuller, arguably their, probably their second-best player, hurt. Yep. They're down. And what you do at Kansas when they're down, you better kick them while they're down. And that's why Saturday. Because the other time was a couple years ago. Um, they went through a rough patch a couple of years ago, but they yeah. came out of it. Yes, they won the and national championship. Okay. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and that's that what I was thinking. The last season, time they lost by like 40 in the tournament or 30 to USC. That's what you got to do. Dickinson has not quite lived up to what we, early in the season, he really did seem like a, a, a potential Wooden Award mm-hmm. type winner best in the country and I don't know if it's his fault or he didn't have anybody to get it to him in the right place he's certainly not a guy that's going to create a lot of shots I mean but he's he's good he's good but he's not he's no Edie he's not even close and even with Kansas being down I don't know if we could use the excuse that they don't have guys that can get him the ball I mean this is Kansas we're talking about I guess this ain't even like a tech you know what I mean but I'm not downplaying your point just saying like that shouldn't be an excuse Right, and we've seen him. He's mega talented, but I think the game he had against Baylor was a microcosm, where I think he had 15 points the whole game and 13 of them within the first 12 minutes or so. So he he doesn't put together a full game. I don't I don't know if that was a problem at Michigan. I didn't watch Michigan, but every time I watch Kansas this year, I'm like, there's a stretch where Hunter Dickinson takes over, and then it's kind of then he's not there. I don't know if it's foul trouble or, yeah. uh, got, or if he's banged up or, or they, what. They've but. had a guy emerge named Johnny Furphy, and he's he may be playing himself into an NBA pick yeah. like this year. But Six that's really they, – they, I love their point guard. He's a great point guard, but Most he's not a scorer. He's not a scorer at all. He does nope. not look to score. But I, that's not to say they can't come in here – and play really well. No, but, but right I would now say they're, they're in a bad way. They're as easy to game plan against yes. as they have been in a long yeah. time. I and, think it's a good way to put that. And any time BYU, that team, with an utter lack of athleticism, and you know all they can do is just throw up a bunch of three-pointers, and they went on the road and beat them at the fog. Ran them out. Like people were heading for the exits at the under four, Matt. Crazy. We never see that at, at, yeah. at Allen. Okay, let's talk. The combine is happening in Indianapolis, the NFL combine. Stories are starting to float out of there. Let's see what Aaron has in store for us. It is the NFL Blitz Package. It is next. 
Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women close the regular season with a senior day matchup with Oklahoma State Sunday in Foster Pavilion. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Sunday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. King of the road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. 
Is it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service boasts the largest garage door showroom and design center in Central Texas. Revamp your style with new customized garage doors with windows. Free estimates are available, and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657, and at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Ask about their financing options. Where are they at? Um, I thought they were right here. A lot of truck owners are wondering what happened. This is where I came last time. What happened to them? Some are getting worried. What's your emergency? I can't find them. They're not here. We get it. For 26 years, Pickup Outfitters has been battling truck nudity from our comfy little spot on Lake Air Drive. But we needed more space, and we wanted our customers to have better parking and to be more comfortable. So just like our customers upgrading their truck, we upgraded our location at Pickup Outfitters. Our new location is right there on Waco Drive, just a half mile from our old location, 4535 West Waco Drive, in between the old Richie's Western Wear and Diamore Jewelers. So if you need a new bed cover, steps, bumper, winch, anything for your truck, come see us at the brand new Pickup Outfitters, 4535 West Waco Drive. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. With you from the Baylor Club, you hear the music. You know what it means. Boy, I tell you, a robust, that was uh, quite a discussion on the Big 12. And we're getting all kinds of feedback, both through the uh, the text line and Cam's text. He's hearing from uh, Baylor employees. Uh, if you ever want to text us, 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. And remember, at 5 o'clock, we'll go to Indianapolis and we'll have John Mashoda checking in from the NFL Combine. Now we have Aaron Sexton with some NFL headlines. Aaron, what do we uh, what do we lead with today? We will start with Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. The judge has upheld a decision requiring Jones to take a paternity test as part of a legal dispute with a 27-year-old woman who says the billionaire is her biological father. Texas judge ruled yesterday rejected an appeal from Jones of a 2022 ruling in a paternity case brought by Alexander Davis, who previously alleged in a separate lawsuit that she was conceived from a relationship Jones had with her mother in the mid-1990s. The mother was a flight attendant, I believe, and at some point they claim that she had met uh, Jerry. I think from what you can tell, and this thing has gone back a couple of years now, Jerry had, there was some private sealed agreement that this young lady uh, had been a part of that he would take care of college and take care of all these things privately. And then in recent years, she has decided that she would like uh, public acknowledgement. And she's also, there's a defamation suit. Uh, She believes that her character, she was defamed when some of the, some of the comments that they there were some claims that maybe this was a bit of a, a shakedown that was occurring of Jerry. But uh, I, I have this cam is just kind of a sad. I, I, there's certain there's probably some jokes I could make 
But sure. I have this one as a sad deal because, you know, if it truly is her dad, to to have to fight for the right to prove to know that. who your father is and, and then have this thing in hiding for all these years and to know you might have these half-brothers and sisters, which would be Stephen, Jerry Jr., and Charlotte, um, it's kind of sad, yeah, well, for you sure know, when you yes. look at it. Yeah. Stinks. So I don't know, I don't know where this thing is going to go. Although, I mean, if you're a billionaire, you would think you would just settle this thing out of court at some point. But maybe, maybe on the other side, maybe, yeah. maybe the, the 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 alleged daughter is determined not to settle, and that there's no amount at this point. You know, she's going to keep fighting this and uh, to clear her name and all, all this. But the whole thing is, uh, it's 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 not great. And it just kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, it was interesting. Don Nelson came years later, admitted, like, privately he had had a child mm-hmm. when he was finishing up his Celtics career. I think he was married, had a young family. Maybe was finishing up his Celtics career, maybe starting coaching right around then. And, but like somehow that family came to embrace the daughter, and she has a great relationship with, um, with, with uh, Donnie. Yeah. And I think there's another child, biological. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it all came, and so you, sometimes you it happens. Wish I've heard about it something in music too. Like that Liam could Gallagher happen. of Oasis did did something very similar denied yeah. that it was his daughter and then thankfully she wasn't too old yet she was like a teenager yeah. and he got back into her life so it can happen i, I, mean, I saw it happen with carl, endings, carl malone denied uh, being a parent and i think it was twins two really good athletes that were growing up in louisiana and carl said no they're not mine and then one became a star at both louisiana tech and even played in the wnba and at some point and again it's never too late to do the right thing Carl um, kind of took over and and brought them into his family and accepted them as children. But again, to to be told since you were nine or ten, hey, that's your dad, and that dad not acknowledge you. Yeah, that's tough. Especially you know those of us who've got incredible families right. and all that. It's, it's, it's a hard you thing can't to really put it into perspective to relate to. All right, Aaron, what else do we have uh, in the NFL Blitz? With the NFL scouting combine ongoing, the Chicago Bears continue to be the talk of the combine, having the number one pick and also still having Justin Fields at quarterback. USA Today, Tyler Dragon, awesome name, by the way, is reporting that there are three teams who are in the hunt for Fields services. That would be the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Atlanta Falcons. NBC Sports Chicago says... The Falcons are emerging as the number one trade partner, the likeliest destination for Fields. And ESPN reporting earlier that it looked like it would be a second and a fourth or a second and a third. But with three teams, it could be more. Boy, if you could get a second and third mm-hmm. for Fields, mm-hmm. you'd be you'd, you'd, you know, you'd be like pretty think, excited about that. I like to think of it from the Falcons' perspective. Of they obviously want to move on from Desmond Ritter, so they're going to trade a couple draft picks for a guy with similar stats to Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I think there's good football left for Fields. 
He's one of those, you know, those young quarterbacks who have a couple of years to. Now, quote by, unquote, by saying it's left, you're you're saying that he's had some good moments. Yeah, he, okay. he has. Okay. There, you know, uh, but the the Bears are a mess, right? And so it's one of those quarterbacks who, you know, you you look at it and you're like, oh, you know, I've played three or four years. What are, what do we have to learn? But like Mac Jones, you know, they have three different offensive coordinators. They've got a terrible team. They the 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 front office doesn't know their handbag from their rear end so they don't understand what's what's a good environment for these quarterbacks to develop in. So I think there's good football for Justin Fields left. It's just probably not in Chicago. It's just amazing that a quarterback starved franchise can keep missing on all these people. At some point <laughs> I mean, that entire like new regimes, new GMs, new owners, and they still can't. They just get it right. can't ever get it right. And they take the raw. They take the guy from UNC a few years ago, Trubisky, Mitch. Yep. It was a Fedora guy. Yes. Also, guarded by Kapilovic. Yeah. <laughs> Protected hey, by. Kapilovic. We gotta. I want to. I want to pull that. We gotta play Mac Rhodes. That that we we were rushed the other day. We did a good job shoehorning that in because we had to get to uh, women's basketball, as I recall. But Mac, that Mac Rhodes interview did some damage for us. I mean, in a good way. Like yeah. a lot, That thing got passed around the country. People were like, oh, Mosley and Stewart, Sexton, that was good stuff. I heard that um, a lot. Yeah. That, was kinda, that thing's kind of been passed around the country. So tomorrow at, say, 525, I think we may reissue that, okay? That's a good idea. I think that's a good one, okay? And and so we'll do that. Um, But, yeah, when's the last time the Bears had a really good quarterback? How far do you you have to go back? Because it's amazing because you almost have to go back to Jim McMahon. Now, I mean, yeah, if we're saying really good, like, top five quarterback. And I don't even know if they've McMahon, never had one. They've never had one. They went to a Super Bowl with Rex, Rex Grossman yeah. as their quarterback. Which, looking back, you've <laughs> got to hand it to Lovey and that staff yes, and that for team dragging team. that team. They also had, like, the greatest return man ever. Yeah, the defensive special teams was covered. Devin Hester. Yeah. Hey, Devin, you think you could have, like, eight returns for touchdowns this year? With that we just dude? don't really think Rex is going to get you the ball here. You know who the best quarterback is in Bears history? And I'm not even kidding. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Yes, it's not even Aaron close. Aaron got it. It's Jay <laughs> Cutler. An, uh, an above-league average quarterback for, what, six or seven years there, Aaron? So, yeah. I was hoping like, you were going to go with Eric Kramer. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. Got um, the ring. I have two very close friends that are both big Chicago Bears fans, and they – always lamenting the fact that they can't ever find a quarterback and the Packers and the Cowboys just seem to be walking and stumble over them. Yeah. (laughs) The Patriots might have had the better quarterback in that Super Bowl. Tony Eason. Well, that's vomiting right now after I said that. No, I – see, I thought (laughs) – Better quarterback room. I thought Grogan was was the starter. Eason was starting. I thought Grogan – If you want me to really get into it, Grogan started for about half the year and really brought them back up from their bootstraps. And then by the time the playoffs came around, they started decent again. You know you know who people loved back in the day was another quarterback that was with the Colts? Uh, 
Jeff George. Uh, <laughs> he was, oh, he was, oh, he was yeah, a, great, a lot of people like him. He was despised. Uh, he was a great college quarterback. He had howitzer. That's why you can't you can't just fall in love with that arm because man, he had the golden arm. That's what something my dad that always makes me think of Jeff George among a couple other athletes. Doesn't swear a lot, my dad, but when he really thinks someone is vile, just not a not a good person at all, he'll call them a sphincter. And that was one one Jeff, Jeff George, George George was tabbed as sphincter. God, they had a few, if you think about it, because even uh, even I think Art Schleister ended up there. The yeah, huge gambling baby. scandal out of uh, Ohio State. That it's Ohio a, State quarterbacks, baby. This new aircast is. is I'm, I'm having some circulation issues. All right, we'll work here. on it during the break. Um, oh, do we have time one. for one more? Uh, Aaron, what do you what do you want to do? Or you want to? Should we get going? Uh, it's up to you. Either way. Go ahead, man. I love these. I love these headlines. I want to react to one more. On this one. Nicole yeah. Hardman, who caught the <laughs> winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, admitted on a podcast that he was so disgruntled with the Jets last season that he begged the Kansas City Chiefs to quote, "Come and get me." A remark yeah. that isn't sitting well with the Jets brass, obviously. No. General Manager Joe Douglas told reporters, quote, I'll just say those comments definitely resonated with us. It's not clear if the Jets will be pursuing tampering charges against the Chiefs. Spoiler alert, they will. <laughs> an NFL spokesperson in an email to ESPN declined to comment on whether the Jets have asked the league to check into the matter. And I think the rumor is now, too, that he's giving up Jets game plans against teams that – or Jets game plans against some of the teams the Chiefs were facing, which is always a great Well, sign. like anybody needs help to stop the Jets. <laughs> no, I think he would use, like, the Jets game plan against the Ravens when the Chiefs were playing the Ravens. But it's just, yeah, we need that Jets intel. Be about 10 yeah. feet in front of his uh, Zach Wilson's receivers. You'll do fine. <laughs> oh, they, I did hear words. They're gonna I think let... RG3 had a problem with that when he was a pro. What's that? Like when he left Washington, he would give up their game plans. And my dad used that, bringing it back to my dad, used that as a life lesson of if you go to another job and you start revealing their secrets, the the new boss is not going to like you. He's just going to think, when's that going to happen to me? No, the, 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 Belichick did that. The Cowboys have done it over the years. You bring in a player from another team, and you, you totally expect them to spill their guts. Try and get that Now, magic. this guy was doing it while he was still employed yes, by the other yes. team, which yeah, is people, a problem. Uh, coaching staffs and front offices have been trying to do that with the Patriots for 25 years now. Just in the media, just get anybody associated with that. We want them to be our coach. We want them to be our color commentator. We want them to be our whatever. Who are we saying this about? McColl was doing this? McColl Hardman, yeah. Did he have a big touchdown here? He won the Recently. Super Bowl. Okay. That would, be so. the, that would be the one, yeah. <laughs> Making sure I have the right guy. Well, this lacrosse thing, I am really, Aaron, I have fallen in love with this sport. I mean, this is, this is something I think I could do, even here later in life. And, and by um, lacrosse, he means women's lacrosse, by the way. Matt Mosley thinks he can excel in women's lacrosse. I bet lacrosse. they're better than the men, quite honestly. I mean, they just, there's a. It is a completely different sport. It's a tactical type sport. <laughs> I I think I, I love the device which they use, the net, what do they call those? The the wickers? The stick, like the, the stick. lacrosse stick? Yeah, yeah. love those. Um, okay, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Cam Stewart alongside. Oh, Come see us at the Baylor Club, the world-famous Baylor Club, where spinach artichoke dip is being served at the members' table. And um, you can sign up and become a member here. Just mention our name, Mosley and Cam, and they have special memberships for anybody who mentions 
ESPN Radio, you get double the initiation fee value and then in gift certificates. So you basically just eat free for the first two months. You're a member. I mean, just amazing, amazing stuff. Where are these people coming from, Cam? I'm like, these people appear out of nowhere back on my left shoulder. We've got good sponsors who are trying to get to break here. It's um, I'll let you know when we need your sponsorship <laughs> update. This, it's the Mosley Show, and we've got some NFL uh, draft oh. talk next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Hello, your Congressman Pete Sessions here. As a conservative Republican, I am concerned about our country. And I'm asking you to join me and your fellow Republicans by voting in the Republican primary now through March the 5th. Democrats are overrunning Texas and America with open borders. And Democrats' out-of-control spending is killing the American dream. Together, let's send a message to the liberals in Washington. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Hey, it's always one of the biggest sales of the year, and it's on right now. The huge trade-in day sales event at the new Volkswagen of Waco. Trade in and trade up while we've got bigger selection and better prices. Great deals on used cars like BMWs and Mazda, Chevys, Kias, Nissans, Ford Broncos, lots more. Easy credit, and we're paying top dollar for trades. Hey, it's trade-in days at Volkswagen of Waco at VolkswagenofWaco.com. It's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. Announcing the $12 lunch menu Tuesday through Friday at the Brazos Landing. This menu is the most diverse in town. No matter what you're craving, it's a good bet. The Brazos Landing has an entree to satisfy your appetite. Check out the one-of-a-kind 8-ounce Akaushi burger or the 6-ounce Akaushi ribeye chicken fried steak. Their chili relleno is famous, and if seafood is on your mind, try the shrimp or crawfish etouffee. We're I-35 of the Brazos River Meat, the Brazos Landing, Waco. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman nuts and bolts, or primary and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts and would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason Delhi. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. 
Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. I'm Joe Kaleo. Businesses are driven by vision and passion, and we share that drive. We aim to build a relationship with you to help ensure your financial plan matches your ambition. Together, let's bring your vision to life. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, from the Baylor Club. Golly, this renovation's taking place. Going to be gorgeous, already is, and um, got a lot of cool th- stuff coming up. And this is a great time to join. Double the initiation fee value and gift certificates when you mention ESPN Central Texas. And if you say the Mosley Show with Cam Stewart and Aaron Sexton, it like is a, a way is even better value. Like they'll they'll throw in something on top of that. They'll let you run out on the field. I heard before, like with the Baylor line. Yeah, I don't I don't doubt that. I've heard that. That's just a rumor. Oh, yeah. Oh, they turned off your favorite Terry's sport, talking by the way. to an attractive young lady over there at the bar. When isn't he? Um, yeah. Baylor Club members can sponsor. I don't want to get him in trouble. It's actually Cam's girlfriend, <laughs> Cam's loved one. I just thought Brenda's going to hear that. Baylor Club <laughs> members can sponsor uh, uh, members to the club and receive complimentary dues and other great incentives. And that's what people have tried to do with me, bring me in. And they keep voting me. They keep voting no to me at the, the different votes they have. But they are. I do have sponsors in a lot of different areas in life. But uh, it's good. Good to be here at um, the Better Club where we're watching some cricket right now. That they heard. Like they heard you like women's lacrosse. They turned it yeah. right off. Yeah. And Is they, this something you could pick up? The, oh wait, within a year. This. This even more than lacrosse. I think cricket. If I don't you know if I could me, pick up watching. If they had like here. a senior cricket league, look, look look what this guy's doing. He throws the ball really hard, and somebody has a little wicket up there. I believe this is one of the easier sports in the world to play. 
You think so? Well, he has a paddle. First of all, it's thicker than a bat. Should be easy to make contact. And then there's nothing in my mind that proves that running that far and then delivering the throw gives you more velocity. I could cut down. I would I would not run that far is what I would do. Now, Cam, um, what were, oh, you remember what we were going to talk about here? Oh, this was this was the NFL quarterback situation. And Cam yes. is way into this because the Patriots are picking third overall. The Commanders are picking second. Got so, I've got major interest to see what they're going to do, and we all know who's going first. But I've found it kind of interesting that – Suddenly there's some talk at the top of the draft where maybe it, we, we've just been, we've been thought, we've thought this whole time that Caleb Williams, because of the athleticism, the arm, everything, he's going to go number one overall. I still, if I had to bet, I would say it's 95% chance that's yeah, going to happen. I thought that for two years, yeah. I think he's that's going to happen. Yeah. And, um, and I, there is someone out there, though, and it's ESPN. He's a good, he's a good guy. Dan Orlovsky. And he today, I noticed, came strong on a different opinion. Now, first of all, before we hear from Dan, where are you on, on, on that top three? Like, if you could get anybody you wanted at three to the Patriots, um, and I, I, assuming they're not going to keep riding with Mac, love yeah. Mac, I know you do too. I've actually met him. Um, where, where do you, where do you think they? Um, where would you love? Who would you like to end up there? Daniels. What's the best best case scenario? Daniels. Okay. And what what about Daniels excites you the most? Well, I think he has a lot of the arm talent that Caleb Williams does, sans baggage, and obviously the other guy in that mix is Drake May, who has a ton of arm strength. But Jaden Daniels has made NFL throws where uh, and 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 is it more accurate passer than Drake May is, which I always, always look for in a quarterback. If they're not accurate in college, it almost never works out in the NFL, Josh Allen being a notable exception. Uh, So accurate passer, and what I liked, Matt, is he was 139th in the nation in a single category, and that was time to throw. He had like two and a half seconds to throw at LSU. Well, not a great offensive line and so he was able to put up Heisman numbers with a quick fire offense which at the Patriots at their best that's what they were actually the best at was getting the ball out quickly uh ironically enough or coincidentally enough with uh the Billy O'Brien offense and so I like that he has made NFL throws he can do things with his legs not not really like Caleb Williams or you know, some of these other guys in the league right now, uh, but can make the NFL throws and can do it when he's under pressure. And so I think he's more consistent. He's more accurate than Drake May. And I think he doesn't have the baggage that Caleb Williams comes with, too. Although one of my knocks against Caleb Williams is he's kind of a loser. Like, he he didn't win big games. But Jaden Daniels didn't really either. None of those three guys. See, I did not know. I had to look back at this. I thought LSU was fine on the O-line and and did not – did not see that. I'm, but you might be right in terms of. And part of, of it's probably their offense too. You know, maybe the way the, the mm-hmm. ball comes out of there quickly. I don't understand. Now, when you say baggage, just so we're all straight. Yes. What is? You want me to go into the baggage? Yeah. If, yeah. if you're going to say Caleb has baggage because he did transfer, but I think I, he's I, as coddled as any college football quarterback we have ever seen. 
from day one. Day See, one. That doesn't at OU. sound like baggage to me. That sounds like everybody well, who's ever well, here played go. at the University of Texas. Well, here we go. He goes to Oklahoma, and right away, Spencer Rattler, who was you know their guy. Remember, I mean, he was getting Heisman hype yeah. the year before. Uh, like right away, he's starting downhill. And so everyone's calling for Caleb Williams right away. He's going to be Li- he's Lincoln's golden boy. That's you know that's the guy, and obviously follows him to USC. And through all of that, Matt, he doesn't win a big game. He's zero one against Baylor. <laughs> he lost his only Bedlam game. He never beat Utah. He never beat Oregon. He didn't play in a conference championship game. So it's like there is something to a guy who gets there all the time, doesn't win, and you know, there was a he there brought was a game, him back. There was a he game brought, he did year. come in and bring him back against Texas. I mean, let's not act like that. Yes, wasn't that, that was a, a good huge win. game. That was a good win, um, no doubt. That's a good point. Um, and I think last year he starts making headlines after a loss. He's crying. Remember that? He's crying with his family there. Is, that, know, is that baggage? Well, Are you going well, to call that baggage? Well, you know, that it, the man. It, I think it, I would use that as a good thing. You know, nineteen, twenty-year-old kids—they're way into this and they come yeah. up short. But then Matt, he starts crying after every game, every loss. Which they lose all the time. They lost like five games this year, and so I'm like, and and then he's got this entourage. He's got this camp that's saying, oh, he doesn't want to go to Chicago. I'm like, yeah. well, you know, man, you don't have much of a choice. I always hate when guys do that, and it's been mixed results. Obviously, Eli Manning did that and turned out fine. John Elway did that and turned out fine, but not always does does that turn out to be a good and necessary thing. And so I just think there's so much around Caleb Williams that I wonder if he's ready to take the reins. Because you're describing describing to me Vince Young when he came out. Because he didn't have, like, he had, that that sounds like. We won big games, but, yeah, the other things. Yeah, some of that, some of that, the team he's got around him, some of that, Vince made some huge mistakes because it was like, hey, I've got this, um, I've got this uncle and cousin that are pretty good at this. I'm going to let them manage my career, and that's usually a recipe for disaster. And look what happened to Vince. I, Great rookie year. I always get excited when I hear people break away, some adversity and it break away from the pack and, and, and say, you're talking about Jaden Daniels, but you're saying, hey, I hope he's there at three, and there's a good chance that he will be. But – there is someone nationally right now saying he's going to be there. I think he should go number one overall. Let's hear Dan Orlovsky from uh, from earlier today talking about uh, talking about Daniels. We'll get back to that. I uh, Jaden Jaden Daniels the uh, uh, the interview with the. Uh, uh, the LSU uh, quarterback, and, uh, uh, I mean, he's going to go in the top three. I found it interesting that um, that Jeff Ireland, um, I mean, said, talking about the, uh, t- told the Saints team reporter, quote, and people are like, why are the Saints talking to him? They're not in position <laughs> for him. Yeah. And he said, part of doing our homework as you can never be sure of what's going to happen in the draft. And uh, he said it's one of the several interviews the team held with prospects that day. By the end of the week, nearly every team will have met with almost every prospect at some point. Now, he's trying to act like, hey, it's not a big deal at all. But if you're from 
LSU and you're a saint, people are going to find that very, very interesting. All right, let's hear uh, Dan Orlovsky from ESPN with his take on where he thinks Jaden Daniels should go in this draft. I don't get the sense you think it's that simple. I thought that Caleb Williams was a lock at number one because I thought Drake May would be the guy. I was wrong in that. Jaden Daniels should be the guy. If I were the Chicago Bears right now, I would take Jaden Daniels out of LSU. That is not a knock on Caleb Williams. That is a plus in Jaden Daniels. I think, number one, when you watch all these guys play, the best thrower, the best guy against man coverage, ball placement-wise, is Jaden Daniels. Number two, when we're talking about explosive play, like guys who have to throw the ball downfield, what does it look like? Jaden Daniels throws the ball best downfield. And then number three, who's got the best pocket piece? When I say piece, it's P-E-A-C-E. All these guys are athletic. It's no longer like this plus. Every one of these guys has that attribute. The patience and the peace within the pocket, he's the best at. Um, Candidly, I think when it comes to what guy had the best game, none of these guys' games compared to Jaden Daniels against Florida. If you just watched that player versus the University of Florida, you would go, that's the best player in college football, and he's going to be the guy that transfers the best into the NFL. Caleb Williams is fantastic. I think Jaden Daniels is better. You know, I, I just look back at this. There was a night you and Booger were in the studio and you were doing a game with Jaden Daniels and, and you're doing halftime. And I texted you guys, the two of you, yeah. at halftime. And I said, Jaden Daniels as good as I think he is. And you wrote back, Caleb is tremendous, but not a lock to be one. This is... This is Sometime in, in, in October. October. October yeah. All right. And there it was. Um, I like the piece, P-E-A-C-E. And, he, you know, the, the, you always, the stuff they show is like, well, he does look incredible. You know, you, you, it's, that's why you don't want to look at just the highlights. Mm-hmm. How does he act when things yeah, completely break down? And is he, I, 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 it's interesting that he said, made a big thing out of the one-on-one. It's not like the others just threw against zone coverage that's, that's or didn't have yeah. one-on-one. But Orlovsky, to his credit, spends a lot of time in the film. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody tried to call him out on that, for Stephen A. or somebody, because he said, I've, I looked at every throw of the year or something. And they're like, you don't have time to do that. And he got all offended. But I do think he watches a great deal of film. I like it when there is a little bit of dispute at the top especially with exciting quarterbacks. And I like it that May, well, I think he's going to be fine. And, you know, I don't think I would stay away from him. I like it that there's such um, a disagreement on him. You're starting to hear a few scouts or even some of the experts say, don't even think he's a first-rounder. There's a lot of negatives. We always see these things. You know, I I think of the year Wentz went. Uh, Who was it, golf and Wentz? Yes, one and two, and, yep. and you're just like, man, that's, you know, and, you're, and, and, of course, everything goes back to, like, Andrew Luck. Every year it's like, that was the great, you know, Luck was, like, one of the great prospects mm-hmm. of the past 25 years. And I, that one and two that year, and then Mariota was in one of those. Mariota and there's, there's always, I mean, even in the years you say there's not really a first-round talent quarterback. That still there's going to be how many top ten? At least two, yeah. maybe three. Doesn't mean they're not going to go in the top ten. Yeah. And then people if, will if be top a year or, or so after that looking for another quarterback. Where did the where where did the Steelers take Pickett? 
First round, right? First round, yeah. Middle 20s. to late of the – okay, yeah, they're usually early, picking in the 20s. the 20s or something like that. Or did the Falcons take Ritter? Oh, boy, I don't even know. I mean, it, it's like some of these guys, 20s. it's just like, well, he won a lot of college games. You get down there wherever they were picking, yeah. and they're just like – Someone's going to do that with J.J. McCarthy. He's pretty fast. Or he's good at moving around. Bo Nix. And, boy, they were at Cincinnati, and they made it to the the college football playoff. Don't we have to take him? He must have the right boxy. You know, great moxie. Yeah, he knows how to lead a team. How many guys went to his birthday party, like that draft day movie? <laughs> I love, I love watching film on this. Do you ever do that? Do you? I know you're a big football guy. You know a little bit more than I do, anyway. I like but to I love talk. watching. What I always like doing was more talking to. I love scouts, and so I always feel good when I talk to them, and that they can, they can, you know, kind of break it down. That's right, Boy Scouts as well. Were you an Eagle Scout? You kind I of have am that. an Eagle Scout. What was your project? Something Celtics-related? Yeah, I, I, I built the TD Garden, yeah. I built an outdoor <laughs> classroom at my elementary school. You were part of the Big Dig or yeah. whatever that thing is? Outdoor, really? It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, and it, it worked, go okay, the garden or yeah, whatever? Yeah, no, yeah, it was great. We put... Um, they basically had this ugly concrete slab that they couldn't get rid of. And they yeah. were like, can we put something on that? So we put some big, like, high-rise bar-style tables in there so kids can do projects and stuff, a couple benches around in the yeah. grass. It's great. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to check in with that school. They've lately said it's been a liability. Yeah. They've had some concerns. <laughs> Graffiti all some over the, it. Yeah. They said some of the craftsmanship. So scouts, <laughs> scouts want to take another look at what you put together there. It is Cam Stewart. It is Matt Mosley. It is Aaron Sexton. As we continue on, we'll uh, get a little more basketball. I kind of want to start getting ready for Kansas as we start to kind of get ahead and start looking at Saturday's game. Hottest ticket of the season. Coming up next. It's the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's, with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us tonight, live from Rudy's, beginning at 6, and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and basketball head coach Scott Drew. That's tonight from 6 till 7 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, here on ESPN Central Texas. At City Ranch Boot Company, customers have the option to buy off the shelves or design a one-of-a-kind custom-made boot with your preferred logo. City Ranch Boot Company's inventory includes boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' purses. Owner Jay Kelly was a Baylor football letterman in the 1980s. He's a longtime importer of exotic leather and has plenty of ostrich, elephant, crocodile, python, and hippo leather from which to choose. His wife and four of his five children attended Baylor University. City Ranch Boot Company, just around the corner from Hellberg Barbecue on Highway 185 between Crawford and China Spring. Call 254-855-7225 at cityranchboot.com and Facebook. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Cam Stewart alongside... We are having a big time. Grace is here with us uh, now. And, boy, she, I mean, if we had a third mic, oh, my gosh, her depth of knowledge is, uh, Cam, I, I think right there with yours. And so that's, uh, that's good to know. And uh, we, we still have some, uh, we still have some, what is this, cricket? We have some cricket we on. Do have you can come cricket. watch cricket with us. Yeah. Um, but uh, what a day it is. And uh, the combine going on. I, Kansas is headed to town. And I, I had this thought last night. It, the Houston game felt big. They're now number one in the country. They were number two at the time. I still think Kansas is a bigger deal just because of the history and everything. And I the think name, the, yeah. uh, this game is an ABC game. It will be on at noon. Um, I think there's uh, there will be a lot of excitement around. I think it's a tough ticket. Um, it, it's still even when they're down – you, they just kind of seem like the evil empire. Very yeah. weird to see BYU. I mean, I love a good Mormon, love what they love what they do, what they represent, but they went in there and they just, at the fog, and they just shot them out of their own gym. And that was, it was very impressive. But still, 
when Kansas comes to town, it, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it, there's something different about it. And, boy, it goes way back. The only thing I can kind of think, like when Arkansas used to be great under Nolan Richardson and they would come to town back in the old SWC days, that meant something. When five slamma jamma would come to town, that was that what, was, what was huge. That? Five slamma jamma. Yeah, we had a little. It's <laughs> you know what it is. I love that. I love I love talking to some of the. Oh, tomorrow we have Ray J. Dennis. I don't know if I've told you and Aaron that. I may have shared that with Aaron, but Ray J. Dennis is going to be on with us, and uh, I need to double check the time because we also wanted to hear from. Uh, our buddy uh, uh, Mac Rhodes. That was. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, and so let's look and see. I love to pick Ray, Ray J. Ray J's brain. It's three thirty tomorrow. Ray J. Dennis, Baylor point guard, and uh, that's going to be fascinating because that that point guard for Kansas is good. Dewan, um, he doesn't shoot the ball extremely well. He shoots it when he has to. This is an extremely thin lineup that, it, that yeah. Kansas has. Self generally finds a way, though, to take these guys into the um, the Sweet 16. Although this looks like a difficult one for him. This is going to be—he's going to have a tough time getting out of the second round with this team. When you look at this Kansas team, Cam, do you see any? I see a couple of areas for upside. I see that Adams, yep, is a great late. leaper. And he's becoming better on offense. And, you know, I think he, from an athleticism standpoint, is, is pretty scary. I, I don't know what to expect from Misi and Ojanwana against the Kansas Bigs. And I'm a little hesitant here because against U of H, I kind of made a big prediction. Oh, man, they're going to go in there. And quite honestly, <laughs> the U of H big men made uh, the Baylor big men they put them in a. They put them in a headlock. It was just. A, it was a bad day for them. Now I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll play fine against Kansas. But I have a hard time saying, okay, that's a definite edge they have. Baylor has more guards. They got more depth at guard. And I mean, I. I don't know who would you say from Kansas is as good as Bridges. Adams plays a different style. He's not a three-point shooter like Bridges. Mm-hmm. He is a wing, and he does have great athleticism. So. I think he can rebound and has as much, probably more athleticism than Bridges. But I, I do think Baylor is deeper at guard, especially if they could get the great Langston back. But I have a hard time thinking we're going to see Langston uh, um, until maybe the Big 12 tournament. And at that point, if he's not backed by the Big 12 tournament, I think they wait. I yeah. think they wait and maybe try to get him back for yeah. the, the big Because right now you're looking at, uh, you know, in terms of you're, you're not going to win the regular season conference championship, but seeding will become important depending on how you handle the Big 12 tournament. So staying in that, getting that by, uh, which they are in the spot for right now, but are teetering on the edge. Uh, and Kansas will be vying for that by as well that you get as a top four seed because obviously it's, it's Houston and Iowa State at the top. And these other two teams, or these other several teams, are battling for those three, four spots. The the Baylor's, the the Kansas's, the the Techs, although they took a real hit the other night. Um, but so did Kansas. And and you you asked the question, who could match up with Bridges? And the the one that would stick out to me is a former Texter, Kevin McCuller. But 
he's probably not going to play. He has still not come back. Although it uh, seemed like Self called him out a little bit. Um, there is some thought that a comment Bill Self had the other night was, was kind of like, hey, you know, we're hoping he'll be tough enough. You know, occasionally a coach will challenge a player via the media, and I, I felt like he did that a little bit. In fact, uh, the most recent the most recent tweet from a reporter, a Kansas beat writer, uh, Bill Self said today Kevin McCullough Jr. is doing better and gaining on it. Hopeful for a return if he can practice full speed today and tomorrow. There's a good chance he plays at whoa, Baylor. Whoa. Makes him a different team. Well, he's, a, he's a knockdown shooter. He's a good defender. He can get to. He can create his own shot. What was the announcer the other night that basically is that Jay Williams? <laughs> Jay Williams said yeah, Baylor doesn't have anybody that can create <laughs> off the dribble. And, and about that time, Ray J goes racing up there with one of those whirling dervish drives to the left-handed. Yeah. yeah, and and <laughs> just like what? off the dribble scores. Yeah, they just they don't have anybody that can create. The tough off night for Jay dribble. Williams. Real tough night. It's a guy I really looked up to as a kid. Jay? He's a great Duke player. Yeah, a oh, little yeah. before I started watching, but yeah. I would watch his highlights ad nauseum. Oh, man. And that and, and in, in the first half of that game, he was like, yeah, you know, you got one of the youngest teams of the Big 12 here in Baylor versus one of the oldest in, in TCU. And, and you, can, you can really tell right now. I mean, Baylor looks like an energetic but young team against an experienced team in TCU. And it sounds like the guy's reading a eulogy at the end of a tournament game. And I'm looking up, and Bayward is ahead by four points as he's yeah. saying this. I'm like, what is happening? Jay probably needs to stay in the studio. He seems to thrive there. <laughs> I don't know about that. His, he was the one who basically is. was like Papu and Caitlin Clark. Like, yes, yeah, yeah but she's that. no whatever. She's <laughs> no Steph. Like, well, nobody's trying to say. Well, she's, she's yeah. She's kind of she's a, like the greatest scorer of all time in women's basketball. I mean, is it okay to celebrate her? Well, she's like, no Caitlin Bickle because yeah. Caitlin Bickle's won a national championship. So. That's it. He was trying to bemoan the fact that she didn't have a, a national title. <laughs> she literally played in the championship game. Like, how close did Pete Maravich ever come to winning a national championship? Yeah. I yeah. still think he's, he's one like, of the greatest. He's like, I measure things by champion. Okay, Jay, thanks. He does have a ring, so. Jay's Whatever. career was marred by a motorcycle accident. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Which is in too bad. I don't know what kind of NBA player, player he would have been. Fantastic, I'm telling you. You think so? Yeah. I can't even remember who drafted him. Yeah, it might have even been a little bit Chicago. Your Bulls. Um, might have been a little ahead of his time, as a matter of fact. Just a high-volume shooter, not the biggest kid, but quick and like to play outside. You ever been a motorcycle guy? No. No. Oh, my ever, brothers has a motorcycle. Don't ever take that up. Tell them to guy. stop that. Yeah, that is. Uh, it never. It never ends well with those things. All right. So Kansas comes to town. It made me think. Like, who would who who makes people the most excited? Just the sight of a college team. And I would say, I would say KU, especially in the Big Twelve. I would say Duke. If they come into your place, that would be a, a pretty cool feeling. Mm-hmm. I think when Baylor played UNC. In the uh, in the tournament, just the sight of the Tar Heels that hits different. Doesn't matter if they're down, up, or whatever. When they come into your place, and I would still say, as bad as they are, something about seeing the Hoosiers uniform really? kind of does it. The warm up pants, the 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 red and white striped, weird warm up pants. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, I would love for Indiana to be good again, although their fans are delusional, so that might get annoying. But 
Yeah, for me, that that brand, that logo coming into your building, it's Kansas, yeah. Duke, Kentucky. Back. Yeah, it has to be Kentucky. That's it for me. I mean, not that not that Carolina, you're just blowing past them, but yeah. but those three that they they bring a crowd in and of themselves. They they bring the attention. It's a big game because they're playing in it. Yeah, and Kentucky just has in- incredible fandom. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. Yeah, but they are an incredible fandom. Like oh, KU yeah. may have the best fans, Kentucky's right there because it's it's year round. They care about it just more than anything. Maybe we even John maybe even that. more than UNC is as sacrilegious as I that will, sounds. Honestly, I think Matt, Kentucky that's not people a bad point. I, care about their their basketball maybe even more look, than UNC. I I will fully admit I am biased in this. I will take a jab at UNC whenever possible. Because you have hey, Duke yeah, ties. Yeah, I, I, And now you have UVA ties as well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I like that Tony. Uh, that Tony Bennett's a good – I mean, he's a little bit like uh, – he, he's – what? What? I'm, I'm listening oh, to Oh, okay. You're acting at me crazy. No, he's just – thank you. Thanks for being so intentional. Um, he's he's a lot like Scott. Like their, their spirituality, yeah. they're like, hey, yeah. let's get – let's – we're going to – Bennett is a – he seems like a good guy. Does not run a good offense. No. He's a man that still has not put in an offense after no. all these years. It's Recruits crazy. extremely well, has a great program, Develops does not run an yeah. exciting offense. So anyway, Carolina. Carolina. Because yeah. I, love, I love taking a jab at them whenever I can. When we were at that game in, in Fort Worth a couple of years ago when Baylor played them, unfortunate Baylor loss, uh, I got my eyes opened a bit to the Carolina fans. Mean-spirited? Uh, I mean, a little bit, but not really. They're just a wine-and-cheese crowd, man. The UNC people. Yes, and we had four of them right in front of us. They didn't even show up till the second half. They just want to go. They want to wear Argyle. They want to wear their Carolina blue cardigan and sweaters and, 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 and politely clap for the basketball team. It is a complete wine and cheese crowd, which is so funny because that Duke and Carolina rivalry, the, the, the Tar Heels try to make it out as if they are the blue-collared people, the, the, the ones that, that have – Sweat, wiping the sweat from their brow and working for this great yeah. state of North Carolina while Duke is just LIU Durham, which is kind of true, but not on the Carolina sense. The real hardworking people in North Carolina go to NC State. They don't go to UNC. That's as preppy as they come. So, is, But UNC, what's harder? So is Duke much harder to get into than UNC? I, I wouldn't say much harder. I mean, UNC is an excellent Public school, Virginia, Excellent. Virginia uh, harder they than have a both quota. of them, right? Yes, Virginia, Virginia is better. Extremely than, tough to get into. Yeah, Virginia Duke. I mean, they're 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 right there. It's but yes, Baylor, Virginia but it's, it's there. Yeah, um, it is the so, Matt Mosley so, yeah, show. They're wine and cheese crowd. Well, <laughs> that's all I wanted to hey, say. Thank you. You've made you've Kentucky's <laughs> hardcore. Your point. Yeah. Um, Cam Stewart alongside. It is time for Campus Confidential. That is next. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in Foster Pavilion Saturday hosting the Kansas Jayhawks. 11.30 for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 Silverado Light Duty. With the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory, couple that with the number one rated service department in the state, the choice is clear. The Jim Turner Chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs. So take that short drive to McGregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Buy new roads. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 8080. Hey Central Texas, the next time you need someone to cater your group meal, remember Hellberg Barbecue. They cater events any size from 10 people to 1,000, from pickups and deliveries to full service banquets. Barbecue is what Hellberg is famous for, but they can also work with you to create custom menus. High-end events complete with hors d'oeuvres, plated meals, carving stations, and elevated presentations each are Hellberg Barbecue Specials. Their catering professionals can create the perfect meal for any event, no matter your budget. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. Two one. Six Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. What college football, college athletics, 
anything is on the table when it comes to Campus Confidential. Boy, a beloved feature here on the Mosley Show. Cam Stewart alongside. He's going he's to slip out of here around 5 o'clock. He's got big, big plans this evening. Been great to have him from 3 to 5 every day. Once Aaron's, in every four-year kind of plans. Aaron has, uh, has had a, a good day. And uh, it's time to hear from Aaron when it comes to our college headlines. They continue to roll. Aaron, what do you have for us today? The future of the college football playoff contract after the 2025 season remains uncertain with executive director Bill Hancock saying there's, quote, a need for a deal to be done in the next month. The television side of the deal has already been agreed to in principle. Starting in 2026, the ESPN will spend nearly $1.3 billion on the playoff and annually for six seasons. That leaves the CFPs to figure out a format the one being talked about right now would give an extra automatic qualifier mm. to the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah, shocker that the Big Ten and <laughs> SEC well, would, be, would, would find a way here to have three AQs. Now, this is just the beginning. I mean, yeah. we're, 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 we're headed to where, yeah, we're just going to be mm-hmm. kind of, hey, we're just happy to be at the dance. Thank yeah. you. Can we still have a conference? Yeah, please. Do we Thank even so need a conference? Thank you so much for us. Do we merge with the ACC? Like, what do we do to even stay relevant? Because they will try to break away from the pack. And if you're one of those conferences, do you fight this at all? Do you say, hey, I don't think y'all having three in the Big Ten, or is it not worth fighting? You take your two. I think it's they worth fighting. Yeah, but in the I end, aren't you going to have to agree yeah. to this? Yeah, and I wonder with, you know, what the last two Pac-12 teams are doing with these uh, – scheduling what, what do they call those the scheduling agreements the models um oh, the if agreement. we're going to start to see more of that in this conferences that are not big 10 sec i don't know how it works with revenue sharing and obviously that's the name of the game that's what it's all about but i think at some point these schools that are outside those conferences will try to band together in some way uh but yeah this is this is exactly where we're heading it's not not too surprising unfortunately the only school that will ever kind of survive if they just do a total breakaway is they will look out and go, Notre Dame, Dame, y'all come with us. You guys come with us. Because they always have a seat at the table, and they always have a large voice, even though it's just them. And that is... uh, Now that UMass isn't independent anymore, Notre Dame becomes the top dog that's not in a conference. Remind me where UMass is. They have just agreed to join the MAC. We, we haven't had Campus Confidential in the last two days, so we, we haven't been able to cover that story, but they are in the Mid-Atlantic Conference. Mm-hmm. With Ohio Minutemen. and Toledo and yeah, those kind of people. And Akron and, yeah, baby. By the that's way, a, Toledo. That's a weird Our fit. guest tomorrow just uh, got a, a banner at Toledo. What do you mean? Uh, Ray J. Dennis. They have, a, they have this, like, banner for each guy that they had that won the Conference Player of the Year, and he was last year's MAC Player of the Year. Oh. <sighs> They also had a guy named Harvey Knuckles. Great name. Think of it. Great all time. Is that like guys a, named Ray J and Harvey that was, Knuckles. That was Matt's amateur boxing name. <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles, <laughs> Knuckles Mosley. Knuckles Right, nine. Learned right down over on East Waco. And, uh, if I thought hard enough, I think Emmanuel was my guy who owned that gym over there. I was Emmanuel, going to him for a while. What's that? Were you boxing? Was, yeah, yeah. I can't afford it, but. I did it during law school and got my got my amateur card where I would have been really? sanctioned in some places to actually fight. 
And it was it was. Uh, Does that ever run out? Can you you haven't taken money for a fight, so you can still be an amateur? I would right? imagine my certification has ended. By why, now. Don't, why don't we? Why don't I mean, we go was, and get our cards again? And, that was 27 years and then, ago. And then we decide <laughs> to what we do from there. But we both become amateur boxers. With those me, think about the guys that would be in Waco, East Waco, some mm. tough. Dudes yeah. working those bags, and then I'd get out of law school class. I'd get out of civil procedure <laughs> and head in there. Well, that's how I would feel going. <laughs> and you're, I would come back from my desk job at Baylor, and there's a lot of like teenagers, but they're you know they're hard nosed kids. They could beat me up in a second. They're ten years younger than uh, me, and they could hit me two times. Oh yeah, one hitting me, one hitting the floor. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Just go floating in there, in my topsiders. They were ready to. They were oh, ready to, to do business. All right, Aaron. I know we've got a big guest coming up at five. So, what else do you have for us today in Campus Confidential? Brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Iowa women's basketball star Caitlin Clark announced today on social media that she will be finishing her college career this year and will not be coming back for a fifth season, which she had wow. the option to do with the COVID year. Clark, huge was, mistake. Huge <laughs> mistake. She is projected to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft, the Indiana Fever, who have a couple of former Baylor women's basketball players on that team, have the number one pick. Clark last night broke the women's major college scoring record with a 33-point performance against Minnesota. She now has 3,650 points and is 17 points away, or one game, from passing LSU's Pete Maravich, who holds the Division I overall record with 3,667 points. Asterisk. I th- <laughs> Three-point line. Asterisk. That's true. Uh-huh. Very true. Uh-huh. I, uh, by the way, did you see that? who's asking for the asterisk in golf that Taylor Gooch is saying that whoever wins the Masters, there should be this year an asterisk because he's not in it. I mean, this I, is I a, like that. I like this that. Is a live, <laughs> this is a, a live golf guy. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like the hubris. I respect That's right. it. That's right. Uh, that was it's so over the top. I think she is making a big mistake here. I think she is far more popular at the college level than she will be with the Indiana Fever. And I don't know that over the years crowds have shown that maybe the Fever are different because it is basketball heaven. Yeah. But I don't think the WNBA has shown now she may help their crowds to a certain extent. But she's going to be far more popular at the collegiate level than she'll ever be at the WNBA. And can make more money in college. Correct, correct. Can make more NIO money. Like I just saw Brianna Stewart it came across the ticker. She's the reigning MVP in the WNBA. She re-upped for one year with her current team. That yeah. shows you the kind of business that's being done in the WNBA, yeah. for better or for worse. But, like... With the NIL and how massive a star Caitlin Clark is, she could make more money playing college basketball at the University of Iowa. It's a bigger deal. It's a bigger deal to be a a college basketball star than it is to be a a WNBA star. And I think, yeah. Sorry, people are all over Darren Ravel for saying that. Like, how can you say that? I'm like, it's obvious and it's true. But he's getting yeah, a lot of blowback for no reason. Yeah, we don't necessarily want no it reason. to be that way, but that's how, that's how it is. Wait, like, 
I've got an opinion that agrees with Ravel. Yeah, I take it back. Feel, then you feel that <laughs> in the back of your throat. Like, I take it back. Oh, boy. I think she should totally go to the WNBA. She's making a great decision. <laughs> oh. oh, Ravel is the worst. Oh, my. I'm telling you. You probably met him. You probably dealt with him in person. Certainly. And he's, he's, he was okay to deal with. But I, it's just weird how a guy that used to be just kind of like nobody even really knew what he did or understood what he did became like universally despised yeah just the, just, the worst marks he, of our profession he, he just became i didn't even think anything about him when he was at espn he was just kind of a business writer and whatever he seemed like a nice enough guy and then he just got to the point where people hated him all right it is the mosley show cam stewart we'll see what cam wants to do he's got a big event this evening that uh, he is hosting. It's a pay-to-play type event. People will be coming over there. There's a list. Potluck supper type event. It's a big one. This is a big one. Kim, thank you. Next, we do have uh, John Mashoda from The Athletic to uh, live from the Combine. Thank you, sir. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Hello, your congressman Pete Sessions here inviting you to join me to send a message to the liberals in Washington. And that message is the Republican Party is America's best hope. Democrats want to divide America to empower a big federal government to control our lives. They have no respect for the rule of law. They've weaponized the IRS and created a battlefield for woke ideas that pit parents against schools as they take away parental rights. Confusion of men competing against women, men being in women's locker rooms. This has to stop. Meanwhile, Democrats' out-of-control spending is killing the American dream. I need your help to take the fight to the liberals' doorstep. The Republican primary is now open through March the 5th. Let's work together. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. The Brazos Landing is where Central Texans go to enjoy upscale dining and delicious entrees. Outstanding chef-inspired homemade desserts and breathtaking views of the Brazos River. Their steak selections include Akaushi ribeyes and fillets, Central Texas' largest chicken fried steak, and braised beef short ribs. Fish offerings include Chilean sea bass, pan-seared salmon, ahi tuna, Texas snapper, and shrimp and grits. The Crescent City Chicken is a fan favorite, as is the Margarita Chicken. Selections from the Bayou include Etouffee, Jambalaya, and Mardi Gras Pasta. The Brazos Landing features the best outdoor climate-controlled dining deck in Central Texas. They're located near Baylor University in downtown Waco. And remember to park and walk to the new Foster Pavilion. For more information, visit thebrazoslanding.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 Silverado Light Duty. With the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory, couple that with the number one rated service department in the state, the choice is clear. The Jim Turner Chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs. So take that short drive to McGregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Buy new roads. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. 
At Kalea Wealth Management, we believe in growth. Whether you're expanding your business or planning for the future, we're here to build a relationship with you and provide a clear path toward your financial goals because growing together is success. Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, City Ranch Boot Company, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Brazos Landing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. John Mashoda joining us now from The Athletic. He has been at the Combine all those interviews are happening. Boy, the workouts will start up. This is a fun time at the Combine. John, how are you holding up? The early days, I mean, you got Steven right out of the chute. Steven, I tell you what, those glasses really pop on ESPN, on national TV, those silver um, frames that he has. I kind of like that. In fact, I might go that direction. Um, how'd that work out for you? You get to town and you got Steven almost right off the bat. Was it pretty good timing? Yeah, it was. Um, I'm going to make sure I, I'm going to tell him when I see him later on, either today or tomorrow, that you said that. I'm going to make sure yeah. that he knows that you are a big fan of the glasses. Um, I didn't notice it, though. I didn't even think about that when now that you say that. Yeah, okay. Um, no, so I got in on uh, Sunday night because on Monday, uh, all day Monday, we have like meetings. With, it's the one time out of the year where all the athletic writers are Ooh. in the same Ooh. spot. So. It was good. It was good. You know, met with a bunch of people that I don't really get to see very often. And so they gave us sometimes Stephen talks on Monday, um, but they uh, we got him in a group setting. I believe that was Tuesday. I don't know. These days run in together. You know how it goes. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it was good. I mean, got him for about 25 minutes. Um, nothing really earth shattering, you know. Yeah. To me, it, the thing I keep going back to is just this whole Jerry at the Senior Bowl saying, you know, we're going to be all in. And I just – the more – people you talk to the more you hear it just sounds like this is just as jerry's way of thinking that or saying something that it's not really going to be the way everybody would expect all in you know all in to me and to you is probably you know what the 
Bucks did in 2020 or the Rams in 2021 or the Correct. Eagles two years ago or the Niners this past year where everybody knows, oh, yeah, that team went all in. You can tell by these moves, even as the season goes on. You know, Niners aren't happy. They're the best team in the NFC, but they're still trading for Randy Gregory. They're still trading for Chase Young. I don't get the sense that the Cowboys are going to be doing that type of activity. All right, did the Athletic, did anybody say, hey, what's Mosley up to? Is Mosley available? Did that come up in any of the conversations? I have to think that it did at some point, and there was there was some chatter like, is Mosley back on the, is he available as a writer? Did it, was there any discussion around that? Yeah, yeah. I was I was nervous. I was like, I don't like all this talk. Like, is my job secure? Do I need to be worried about this? Um, but yeah, of course, uh, nothing but positive things to say about yeah, your work. Exactly. I would I would hope so. Love a good athletic uh, group uh, hug that takes place there, and you get to catch up with all those folks. Hope you saw some longtime pals. I saw Dan Quinn was uh, was being interviewed, and that had to be kind of interesting to. You're so used to interviewing him as the defense coordinator, and and yet that's what was at, he was asked. Hey, what happened against the Packers? That's got to be kind of funny for him to be have, be this new head coach, have people kind of excited about him, and then uh, and then he's asked like, Hey, Dan, um, why weren't you able to stop the? Why were the Packers able to pass all over you guys and everything? What was Dan's um, sort of demeanor? And when that was asked, and it seemed like he was pretty willing to engage in that. And uh, and what did you think about his uh, his explanation, in fact? Yeah, I mean, I, his explanation wasn't any different than, to me, how he sounded during the season after they had that head-scratching loss up in Arizona or the um, – the loss to the Niners where they just didn't play anything like the team that we've seen all season or really that loss in Buffalo where the defense just played poorly and that game against the Packers was very similar to all those. And so he didn't really give you a lot there. Um, but at no point during that, whatever it was, 10 minutes where the group around him, I felt like was split right down the middle, half writers that cover the commanders, half that cover the Cowboys. And I think that, Maybe most fans get it. I don't know, but I think a lot of fans think that we can just we. It, it's the access of the '80s or something where we just get these guys whenever we want, and it's just not really like that anymore in the NFL. And so Dan was ready for it, you know. And it wasn't just the one question about what happened there. I mean, he got a question about you know what's missing from the Cowboys, you know, mm-hmm. to finally get over the hump. But why would he give you an honest answer? I mean, he's about to be in their division and coaching against them, so I knew that that wouldn't give up much. But I mean, he asked, was asked multiple questions about. Micah Parsons and that, and so uh, he never seemed like he was surprised by it. I, I felt like he knew uh, what was coming. Um, so, and and he is really very media savvy. And if he wasn't coaching, I do think he would be on TV or or doing something involved with it because uh, there's just I don't know the times that I've covered him, I've never seen him really that rattled about anything. He usually handles uh, media pretty well, but no, he didn't. He wasn't surprised by that at all that he was asked about. But like I said, it just it didn't give you like an answer where, oh, hey, this is a thing that was missing. This is what they have to do. You know, he didn't say anything like that. He just said that it was one of those type of performances that leaves scars because you just it's not so uncharacteristic of what we had been that you just don't it's not what you were expecting. And from all I've been able to gather from that is I think that, you know, the coach will say that maybe some players are trying to do a little too much, uh, you know, to try and make a big play or make something happen. And then it obviously steamrolled and got out of control but i thought we've seen that 
maybe a few too many times last year anyway. It wasn't just that Packers game. So Mike Zimmer and Mike McCarthy are back working on things. Will Mike get out there to do any media, or will he not even? What's the uh, what's the situation with Mike? I know uh, he was staying behind. I feel like the last time he did this, he did show up to do a little media, and then he headed out of town. Um, what are you kind of hearing about that? What do you think about this, everybody on a one-year contract type situation? I mean, it's, it is kind of interesting. If Zimmer, if that truly is the deal, I I mean, if he had somebody else interested in him, I don't know why he would have taken. I mean, obviously he loves the Cowboys, but I don't know why he would have taken a one-year deal if there were other things on the table. It's uh, it's it is kind of an interesting way to do business. Um, what do you what do you make of all that? So, yeah, we're not getting Mike out here, but um, the PR staff did set up a lunch with the writers that uh, come out here. Uh, so probably like five or six of us, we did have lunch with Mike on Friday, last Friday at the Star, um, to just talk about things. None of it was on the record, but just kind of where things stood uh, in a lot of different areas. And so we had had that in the past here um, in Indy. We would get here and we would have, after Mike would go on the podium, uh, a group of writers, the local writers that cover the team, we'd go out to lunch with them. And so, um, you know, really what he explained to us is just, the way that the combine has changed, as you know, like they used to do a lot of these workouts and things earlier in the morning, but it became obviously the NFL keeps growing and the popularity of it and, and the importance of it on TV. They moved a lot of this workout stuff till the nighttime and, and more for the TV side of it. And there's just parts in the day where there's a lot of stuff spread out. And so he, he feels like him and Mike Zimmer can get a lot done, a lot more done being at the star and then still jumping in on, on zoom calls or, and, uh, with the players when they do have the individual player interviews. So it, it's tough for me to sit there and dissect it like, wow, this is so crazy, and he must know that he's on the hot seat. That's why he's not coming out here. And it's like, no, it's just kind of the way the combine goes. Every year I've come out here for the last decade, there's every year there's less and less coaches that come to this thing. So, mm. uh, And I think it's because of that, because they feel like they can get more done um, back at their place. But uh, the one-year contract thing, I guess, yeah, for the financially, the stability of it, I, I, I get where that might be uh, tough for Zimmer, to, or, and he probably wanted more than that. I, don't get me wrong, but even if he signed a two-, three-year deal, if this doesn't work out with Mike McCarthy this year, it's not like they're just going to go, you know, oh, well, we're going to keep most of the staff, or we're just going to have a new head coach. Like, I understand that they kept Kellen Moore from the previous staff with Mike McCarthy, but I don't get the sense that that's going to happen here. If yeah. this doesn't work out this year, I think they're going in a completely new direction where the whole coaching staff will be switched out. I just thought out of respect you would give him a two-year deal, um, but I think Jerry kind of likes the thought of everybody being on a one-year. Where is uh, Where do you see this DAC thing going? We're starting to see the parameters of what a deal would look like. It's going to be huge money, going to be an extension. How quickly do you expect that to uh, to play out? Because Stephen admitted, yeah, we're going to get something done. We I mean we're not going to move on from Dak or anything like that. What um, what's the timeline? Do you think look like on something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, they'd like to get something done soon before free agency starts, so that they'll mm-hmm. have that extra wiggle room against the cap to to be able to do you know take care of even more things, whether that be getting a Dak contract done or CD Lamb. Uh, to help out and add to the whatever thirty million that's been added uh, to the cap for next season, so that they can have even more to make more moves. But it doesn't sound like there's a lot of movement there, and so because of that, and we've seen how his last contract went, 
there's no reason to expect like it's on the cusp of happening. Yeah, I, I just feel the same way as I did four years ago whenever the last deal uh, got done. I just never – I would be very surprised if Dak Prescott isn't still the Cowboys quarterback, whatever, two, three, four years from now. I don't see them – I don't see the front office ownership w- wanting to – put themselves in a position where they have this major question mark at quarterback. I just don't see it happening. I, I think they're comfortable with Dak. They know that he obviously has to win in the playoffs. That's the thing that's missing. But I think they weigh so much of how much worse it can be. You know, instead of winning, you know, 12 games in three years in a row, you might go back to 5-11, 5-11, 5-11, you know, and, and they don't want that either. And so just the way that they've done business, I just don't see them going away from Dak and, hey, the longer he waits this out, all it's going to be is more money for him. The more, you know, you get more of these quarterbacks sign other contracts, the price is going to keep going up. And, I mean, right now uh, he signs a new deal. He's not making any less than $50 million a year, and, and it's probably going to approach $60 million. So uh, the longer they wait, the more the higher it's going to go up. But it's not like just the Cowboys waiting. Obviously, you know, it's, I don't see Dak and, and his representatives giving in. They're going to want to make him – the highest paid because he's the next quarterback in line. So it's a difficult it's a difficult discussion. I think it'd be a lot easier for them if they were coming off of making it to the NFC Championship game. But um, bottom line is I just don't see the Cowboys going out on the field anytime in the next three, four years without Dak Prescott as their quarterback. However it takes to get done, whatever he's going to get paid, I just don't see them going in a different direction. John Mishota from The Athletic on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What jumped out at you the most of that NFLPA uh, survey, uh, the Cowboys getting poor remarks or poor grades, the players in the training room was a little tough because we know those athletic trainers so well and we think so highly of them. I think what they're saying is they're kind of understaffed in there. Maybe they would like more staffing, but that was kind of interesting uh, to see such low marks. That was the lowest marks for the Cowboys was their – was their training staff, and then to see the Chiefs have <laughs> the worst owner. I mean, I thought that is – the commanders were worse, as always, right? They're the worst team, and they get Fs almost all the way across the board. I thought that was interesting. Clark Hunt of the Chiefs, I mean, it's a dynasty, and, and he got an F for ownership because I think he promised them a locker room once they, when they won the Super Bowl and he didn't make it happen. Um, it is interesting, isn't it? It, it kind of brings – it l- lets us know, like, what players value. Like, some of the things we may think they value, it's a little different, isn't it? No question. When you when you said what stood out to you most from that survey, I mean, normally when I look at something like that, I'm always going to go right to Cowboys, and I did. Yeah. And the training staff thing did jump out, but it pales in comparison. So I was I was just blown away. I was talking to our Chiefs writer about it today. Like, I was like, is it really that bad? And he's like, yeah, man, it's dropped off big time it's not even he was saying there might be only like one or two other uh facilities there probably even in the conversation that they're clearly on that level and i mean i've been to kansas city for games but i don't really know what their practice facilities look like i guess i'm just an idiot to assume that i'm just like they got they got the best thing going in, in the nfl and the nfl every year continues to make more and more money and that's why the salary cap keeps going up and up and and, and frankly i mean next to the cowboys i would feel like they have the Chiefs have as many eyeballs on them as anybody else, especially with all the Taylor Swift stuff this, this past year. And I'm just like, they have to be printing money in Kansas City. And so that was stunning to me because, and uh, let's just be honest, this is how I feel about all of it. And I probably overrate him, and that's fine. But 
it also just shows you the power of Patrick Mahomes and just how great he is. Because you look at their yeah. roster and you're just like, yeah, it's good, but like, is it on dynasty level? I don't know about that. To win two Super Bowls after you move away from Tyreek Hill. I mean, what do you think the Cowboys are doing with that receiving core? I mean, obviously Kelsey's great and all that, but like, that's not like you look at that Kansas City roster and just go, oh well, yeah, you can pencil this team into the Super Bowl. I mean, I keep saying this, and I'm probably wrong, but I'll just I'll, I'll tell you the same thing. I, I've I've been telling our people. I really do think that Patrick Mahomes is so good that if you put him on the Carolina Panthers next season, he could get him in the playoffs. I'm probably wrong. He probably couldn't, but that's like the level I put him on. And when all that stuff came out, I felt that way even more. Um, but back to yeah. the Cowboys, I'll just I'll just say that I I do I don't think it's the quality like they think that they have bad trainers. I think it's what you said, the number. I think that they feel like they're the players need feel like there needs to be more training staff added, which obviously the Cowboys print money as well, so I don't think that should be an issue to help out in that area either. Yeah, to your point, Brady goes to the Bucks and wins a Super Bowl, right? I mean it, it you know, one of the greatest of all time, late, late in his career. So Mahomes at the peak of his career could probably go anywhere and have that, you know, some amazing impact. What about Jerry? I mean, somebody, if, if Jerry's on the bus and you all get some time with him, and that may be happening any minute now. Tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Well, somebody has to ask the paternity question, which, you know, is uncomfortable, but uh, it, it is only the Cowboys and only Jerry, right, that that's like one of the big headlines on ESPN and everywhere else right now that he will have to submit for a uh, – for paternity testing, and uh, wow, that's, uh, again, I guess we should just be used to kind of crazy things going on with this organization, but uh, I anticipate, I guess, somebody has to bring that up with him, and he'll probably say, well, I can't talk about that, and then you move on. What are you What are you anticipating, and what are you most interested to try to uh, talk to Jerry about? Yeah, no, I mean, everything you said there, it's a good point. I mean, and it, and it will be uh, addressed in some some ways, but he's also, I mean, of the people I've been around, is as media savvy as anybody. So um, I think he'll have a way of navigating around it. But, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to hear his remarks on that. Uh, like I said earlier, the all-in thing. He just, I mean, he explained it a, a decent ways at the Senior Bowl, but there needs to be some follow-ups on that. Like, how all-in are you talking um, and as you mentioned, the, the one-year contracts uh, with with a guy like Zimmer, um, you know, things like that, I think, are probably at the top of the list. But it's tough because, you know, fans want you to be like, well, you know, you know, what do they do? What do they need to do different for the team to win in January? And, yeah, those are valid questions. I just don't know. Okay, I'll give you a good example. If Jerry, if you ask Jerry that, what he's going to say, because he, he said it in different ways like this over the last five or six years, is that, Every year he looks at himself in the mirror and knows he has to change things. And so he's going to change. And he's changed every year. He's, and he always says this about how, like, I'm always constantly adjusting and doing things differently. I'm not, I am not running this team the same way today that I did, you know, five years ago, just like not 15 or 20. And that's all fine and it sounds good. But then you got that 29 years gap of not being into a, in a Super Bowl, not being in an NFC championship game. The Lions are getting the NFC championship game. So it's like, He'll say things that will, you know, will be an answer, but it's like, is there really anything significantly changing that we could tangibly see and, and know, hey, this is different? And I just don't get the sense that that's going to happen because this is the way I feel, and I'm interested to hear your take on this. I feel like if you just went out and you, you let's say you get the DAC deal done and you overspend a little bit, let's say on a free agent, maybe make a couple moves, and they even if they backfire on you, I feel like 
fans would at least say, hey, you know what? At least they 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 win all. We knew they were going to take some chances. You know what? It might lead to them, you know, taking a step back for a few years. But at least you have that season where you're like, hey, it's hard to argue. I mean, I know they didn't win, but man, they went all in. They made this move for this linebacker, this move for this defensive tackle. I mean, are, are, how do you feel about? It? Do you think we're still criticizing them regardless? No, I think I think you ought to hold them to that standard of, of if you say you're all in, what you know, you're right to keep asking them about that. What does that mean? Is that I mean, everybody knows you're going to have to pay Dak. Everybody knows you're going to have to pay Parsons. Lamb, the same way. Like, is that what you mean? You're going to pay top dollar for your own players? Or does all in mean, like, I'm truly going to spend everything and try to, you know, leave no stone unturned? But, um, I, I, yeah. I, and, and, I, and you know what? And, and even when you say those players, like, they're all excellent players. No team is not trying to resign those three players. But you can also make the argument that, all three of them didn't even come close to doing enough in that playoff game. So it's like when you tell fans that, they're going to be like, yeah, that's great, and they're great, and they're the face of this team, but we obviously need more than that. And that's the part where I just – I do think they need more than that. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to try and sign their own. They might try and make like a middle-of-the-pack move, you know, to maybe add a veteran linebacker. And then I think they're going to try and fill the majority of their holes through the draft. And I just – to fans – I don't think that's enough for fans. And, and evaluating this team, covering this team, I don't think it's enough either if, they, if they're really trying to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Zimmer, by the way, used to love little linebackers. When Parcells first got there, that's what he had. Coakley, Datwin. That'd be interesting to ask Jerry about that. Like, what you know, at this draft, what are you looking for? Because they had, like, the Mighty Mites, and then Jerry tried to take them to – or uh, you know, Bill tried to take them – to DeMarcus Ware and, and obviously change what they were doing, but Zimmer was more comfortable, honestly, with smaller players, smaller, faster players. Well, yeah, and it's going to be interesting just because of the fact that do you really want to, let's say, I don't know, I don't think there's a linebacker in this in this draft that's a first-round type linebacker that you take at 24, but I think they're in play in the second round. But my, my question on that is, would you really take, do you want another linebacker in that, with that, that's young? Like, you have Overshown coming back. You have Damone Clark. They're both young guys. I feel like you need a veteran presence there. If Leighton Van Der Esch is, is done uh, playing football, I feel like you need a veteran guy there that's kind of a leader there in the middle, not another young guy that you have to – I mean, where this team is now, it's about right now. It's not about, like, let's develop this young linebacking core. It's like, yeah, no, you can do that, but I also think they need to add, a, 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 like, a veteran out there. And the problem is, though, I don't know that they'll be willing to spend the money to get one of the more notable, you know, linebackers in free agency. Yeah, it was, it was Zimmer, what he does with Parsons is going to be kind of fascinating because they obviously yeah. used him in so many different ways, but maybe Zimmer has a little bit different plan. But, uh, well, that'll be great. What time is that happening tomorrow? I'll be, uh, I'll be monitoring your Twitter handle as you start to pour out some of the, uh, some of the quotes and things you find out from, uh, from, uh, from Jerry. What time is that happening? So, so we don't know for certain. I'm thinking it's somewhere okay. between 3 to 6 Eastern time. Okay. So. Okay. Um, that's probably somewhere in that ballpark, um, but we yeah we don't know for sure yet. And there have been times where we were supposed to get them Friday morning, and then we didn't, and then it moved to Friday night, and then next thing you know we have it on you know Saturday morning. So because of that, um, I almost never leave before Saturday night, just because uh, it's the best. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to oversell it, but it is one of the best media availabilities we get all throughout the year. I mean, training camp obviously, but Jerry on the bus at the combine is is, is up there yeah. with anything that we do so you, you got to be there for it 
What was served at the Mike McCarthy lunch? Was it a was it was it a decent fare? Um, I mean, Matt, that's the one thing about the Cowboys. There's no like, you know, here I'll, uh, this is the best way to compare it for anybody that's ever been in the, uh, or at least heard about the way it is in the press box. They clearly set the tone, and the, their press box spread just blows everyone else away. And so, yeah, yeah same deal. You know, it's uh, steak and fish and whatever. You know, it's not. Uh, they're not. Uh, they're not uh, going cheap on any of that stuff like yeah. that. So I'm sure David Moore just turned that down, right? You remember he used to refuse to go to some of those uh, outings, did not yes. want to partake, did not want to partake in that. Meanwhile, the rest of us were eating all the sushi, <laughs> whatever kind of Johnny Walker they had back there. But uh, but anyway, riders hey, are interesting. Hey, so, hey, you don't have to eat it if you don't want, but, I mean, you should be there for at least the conversation. You get some good stuff out of there, you know. And, absolutely. And this, this did not disappoint. I mean, it was good. A little surf and turf. I like yes, that. Yes, sir. I like that combination. And Mike, I'm sure Mike was just almost breathing hard coming out of, uh, you know, all that scheme work and then needing to get back in there because he didn't even have time to come to the combine. So always good for Mike to – uh, when he get when he digs in like this, boy, I had some late nights at the combine. I mean, and to your point, they were great. They were a lot of fun, hanging out with people. I was never great though at that. I would then schedule like a seven thirty or seven forty five breakfast with certain no. coaches, and no, don't. I was, yeah, and I did not always. One time, I stood up the Cowboys O line coach and mm. the Cowboys quarterbacks coach for a breakfast and i got a call in the room mostly where are you and yeah i was i was not we you know we just you got to be out you got to be out late and that's where you run into people and uh yes sir and and, but you got you got to be willing to get up that next morning and and i had one particular morning where it did not did not work out for me but uh the combine is uh that's a good time one night ian rapaport i think i told you that story he was wearing me out i was trying to talk to todd haley the head coach of the chiefs and this little guy i barely knew kept coming into the conversation and he was trying to bring us drinks and i literally kind of shoot him away like a fly like hey that's enough that's enough we're okay we're just talking back here we're trying to you know because i knew todd and he was a friend and uh and who did that turn out to be but the nfl network's on ian rapaport so I think he was on to something, right? He knew. He knew even then. What He's got what, it figured out, up. man. He's as plugged in as anybody. He's very plugged in. I mean, it's almost it's almost Mosley-like. But uh, all right, uh, John, appreciate it. Have a great time out there. And uh, never hesitate to go over to that Conrad, by the way. Peter King, who okay. just announced his retirement, that is his place. He put me on to that one year. He said, people don't know about this in Indianapolis, but the Conrad. It's okay. a beautiful place to stay. It's part of the Hilton family, but uh, just go take a peek at that sometime, John. That's a it's a nice it's a nice alternative. I'm a, I'm a Marriott guy, but yeah, I'll I'll look into it. Yeah, just look in the window or something. <laughs> with a nice little uh, down the pool, indoor pool, beautiful indoor pool scene with the uh, lap pool and that kind of thing. Uh, all right, uh, John, have a great one, and uh, appreciate you doing this. <laughs> no problem, Matt. Take it easy. You bet. John Mashoda from uh, The Athletic. We were together back in the day at the morning news. He's at The Athletic doing his thing, covering the Cowboys. We are live at the Baylor Club, the world-famous 
Baylor Club, and, uh, man, some cool things that are going on around here. Um, join now and no dues until May. Mention ESPN Radio and receive some unbelievable value in uh, gift certificates to the Baylor Club. And then remember the, uh, the, spre- the spring game, they're going to have a big membership open house April 18th, 5.30 to 7.30. Okay, and reach out to uh, Ev- uh, Devin and John. Uh, John McCrell is the uh, uh, membership uh, director, and uh, that'll, be, uh, that'll be great. And we'd love to see you out here. And tonight we've got a, boy, a full table has come in. Uh, and uh, we have some incredible spinach artichoke dip. Most of it has ended up on my plate, some of it on our presentation here. Um, we'll continue, and we're going to get you ready for what I think is, is one of the games of the season in the Big 12, an important day for Baylor basketball. It happens uh, Saturday at noon. All that coming up next. Baylor Bear softball all season long on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball back home at Getterman Stadium hosting the Baylor Invitational this weekend. Games against Morgan State, a doubleheader Saturday beginning at noon, a single game Sunday at noon for Baylor Bear softball. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Bear softball on 101.3 FM. The Brazos Landing is where Central Texans go to enjoy upscale dining and delicious entrees, outstanding chef-inspired homemade desserts, and breathtaking views of the Brazos River. Their steak selections include Akaushi ribeyes and fillets, Central Texas' largest chicken fried steak, and braised beef short ribs. Fish offerings include Chilean sea bass, pan-seared salmon, ahi tuna, Texas snapper, and shrimp and grits. The Crescent City Chicken is a fan favorite, as is the Margarita Chicken. Selections from the Bayou include Etouffee, Jambalaya, and Mardi Gras Pasta. The Brazos Landing features the best outdoor climate-controlled dining deck in Central Texas. They're located near Baylor University in downtown Waco. And remember to park and walk to the new Foster Pavilion. For more information, visit thebrazoslanding.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. 
Morrison's Gifts and would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. The Loop 340 Overhead Door Family welcomes back Dale Strickland. Dale has 50 years' experience. They offer residential and commercial garage door sales and service, including new installations with convenient 24-hour service, locally owned and operated for over 25 years. Please call today for all your garage door needs. Loop 340 Overhead Door, 254-662-0220. 817 South Loop 340, Waco, a mile from the Brazos River. Your Congressman Pete Sessions here. As a conservative Republican, I am concerned about our country. And I'm asking you to join me and your fellow Republicans by voting in the Republican primary now through March the 5th. Democrats are overrunning Texas and America with open borders. And Democrats' out-of-control spending is killing the American dream. Together, let's send a message to the liberals in Washington. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, live from the Baylor Club. And we're having a big time here talking some. Man, Aaron Sexton, uh, this has been a fun day out here. And I know uh, always, I just always think, man, Aaron would love this, this whole scene out here. And, uh, Aaron, some of the cleaning I'm doing right now, I mean, you would admire kind of what, I'm, what I've done here. Um, some of, one of my buddies made a mess, and so I am really doing some good work here at the Baylor Club, the, the newly renovated Baylor Club. And I, I love what I'm seeing. I just see former Baylor students, just uh, locals from Waco, and uh, a whole uh, table of women uh, young women have just shown up, kind of a long tail, but uh, seven or eight of them having a dinner, having a little. And tonight they had the spinach artichoke dip out. The, uh, the Anytime Bar and Grill is open, and uh, drinks are flowing here. And they're shaking things. There's a very aggressive bartender there. Terry, look over there at that young man. I've never seen a man shake, a, shake something quite like that. But uh, this is a good place to be at the Baylor Club. And, um, man, uh, John McCrell was here earlier with John Morris. J-Mo and I and Cam and the whole gang will be out Monday before that Texas game. And that's kind of exciting. I think we're going to be, uh, from what I can tell, maybe located outside the arena. We'll be out there by the, in front of the pavilion, hoping for good weather. Let's check the weather, see, what, see what's looking good there. But we're so appreciative this year. Of the folks over at the Robinson Tower, Jason Cook and his staff have been great hosts. And um, appreciate uh, Brent Ingram and his whole crew over there, Baylor uh, Sports Information Office. They're going to have us out there in a wonderful spot. And uh, maybe people, as people start to arrive, I don't know what time the, uh, the doors open that night, but you might see the Mosley Show in person as the Longhorns, the dreaded and hated Longhorns, come in here for one last time. One last stand on the Brazos. 
And Aaron, that is, uh, I don't know what to make of the Texas. I thought they were done. They were 6-8 and eight in conference. They were fading. And they go out to Texas Tech the other night, and what a deal. You and I were talking about it yesterday, Aaron, before that baseball game. Um, and that was an impressive showing. I am no Longhorn fan, but I will give them credit where credit is due. You go into enemy territory, and you just whomp Texas Tech. And then those cr- that crowd got out of hand. They're carrying people out of there. They're dropping F-bombs. They're saying F-U, Texas, and all this kind of stuff. And Texas stood up to it. Now, the, the dirty player, Brock Cunningham, let's keep our eye out for him Monday. I mean, one of the dirtier players in the Big 12, the dirtiest play, one of the dirtiest players in America. And uh, anybody who says that that wasn't intentional or that was some kind of bad angle is smoking something. That was ridiculous. But I do have a newfound respect for Rodney and his group because that team was fading and heading the wrong direction, and Texas showed up and they played in that game. DeSue, tremendous player. I like the guards, and Aaron, the guy I like the most on that team for Texas. He, he spells his name in a strange fashion. Do you know who I'm talking about, Aaron? It's C-H-E-N-D-A-L-L, Kendall. It's pronounced Kendall. He's a guy, and he's got kind of an interesting haircut and the whole thing. He came from UTA. He was a star player at UTA, and that, that dude's coming off the bench right now, and he is a playing dude. Like, I just have a tremendous – I mean, I, I, I like what they did the other night in Lubbock. Now, Aaron, I have not gotten to talk to you enough today. Do you think um, – do you have Texas – I'm trying to think how many Big 12 teams will eventually make it in. we got about four teams that you can eliminate right off the bat. Cincinnati – now, I don't know where OU stands right now because it was like they were in great shape – and they've gone on this big fade, and yet they're pretty good. Like, I guarantee you they have a good net rating. Aaron, in the bracketology that you've seen, I, I think we have to have BYU in. Could you dip down there? I think, I think Texas Tech needs to be in. I think Texas is hanging in there. It may be a little bit on the bubble, but if they finish okay, I think they can get in there. Um, Aaron, OU is OU – on the outside looking in right now. I feel like I saw them on the, like the last four out type list. Does that sound right to you? Um, don't see them on the last four out. What did they do their last okay. game? Well, somebody got took a bad loss to UCF. I'm trying to think if it's them. Texas is somebody, listed as one yeah. of the last four buys, so they're in okay. right now. Okay, yeah. Um, and you're not seeing OU. No, next yeah, they, uh, they, next they four out has loss. Kansas State in it. But, Whoa. yeah, so if they got a bad Whoa. loss, then they may be out. I mean, K-State. Oh, no, Oklahoma's has, in it as an eight seed. I found them. Wow. <laughs> so wow. they're they're comfortably Isn't in. That amazing? Like. Isn't yeah. that amazing? So how many teams do they have? Let's not count K-State since they have them as four out. Are we – oh, my, my goodness – blast from the past has entered the Baylor club is that eight or nine teams that are in I believe that would be if you're saying OU is in and the University of Texas is in I mean I think that puts is that nine so I'm thinking of all the the new teams that came in so 16 teams 
in the league right now. I think that would be nine teams. That is amazing. I know there was some thought that maybe they could get ten in. Right now it looks like it'll be eight or nine. Yeah, nine would, on the conference breakdown. Took me a second to Nine. Okay. Nine in as of now in K-State could make ten. Boy, K-State, they, they, they had a good outing that last time out. They did get a win. Um, they really need to finish strong. And K-State is always well represented at the Big 12 tournament. I would say K-State, Kansas, Iowa State, the fans travel. It means something to them. I mean, I, as much as I love our Baylor Bears, Aaron, I mean, I don't even know if they are going to make reservations at the hotel. You could just kind of show up, play the game Wednesday or Thursday, and move on out of town. They do not make the Big 12 tournament a priority. Other teams do. K-State needs it. K-State needs two wins in the Big 12 tournament. Other teams need to solidify. I think Texas Tech will show up there wanting it and needing it. Um, I think Grant McCaslin was a great, great tournament coach uh, at, at UNT. I got to see it with my own eyes out there um, in, um, in Frisco when they would play there. I got to see them win a couple of those. He loves postseason tournaments. Scott used to use that tournament as a leaping-off point for the, for the uh, big tournament. He since then has just does not have that same attitude, and he wants to use, I would say, these last two uh, big games. You've got Kansas coming in, you got UT Monday, and then you got to go out to Lubbock, the most dangerous place in the Big 12, where they may throw a bottle out there at you. There may be water on the court. These are, um, Aaron, we've talked about like the toughest places to play. I still say fog is the toughest. I think, I think Lubbock is the most dangerous crowd because we saw it the other night. If you make them mad, they will take action. Like the, the, the Bears have a tough place to play. The, the, the Foster Pavilion is a tough place to play. But the Bears are not going to start throwing stuff out on the court. They, they, will, they will do that if they get mad enough in Lubbock. And that Brock Cunningham gets under everybody's skin, and Bears need to be on the lookout for him. Is he above trying to injure an opposing player? No. No, he's not above that. Um, I, I don't I, – there's some things he does that I like – he'll do that I like. I like that he'll take a, a charge. Uh, I like I like his defense. I like his hustle, and I don't even mind that he's hugely physical. What I don't like is he's a guy that'll take your legs out. He's a he's a dirty player, and uh, I don't like those aspects of it. But we'll see how that works. The Kansas Baylor crowd should be the best of the season. This is the toughest ticket. I thought the U of H crowd was great. I think this thing will be an even more of a full lather. And when KU comes to your gym, no matter how they're playing, um, it's an exciting thing. Aaron, I see this as a must win. And I don't normally look at any Kansas game, either there or here, as a must win. Because it's Kansas. I see Saturday at noon as a total must win for the Bears. Tournament uh, seeding. Lots of reasons. Uh, And this is a team that is really down right now, and we'll see how they perform. 
All right, we've got to say goodnight. The dismount is coming up next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Central Texas. The next time you need someone to cater your group meal, remember Hellberg Barbecue. They cater events any size from 10 people to 1,000, from pickups and deliveries to full-service banquets. Barbecue is what Hellberg is famous for, but they can also work with you to create custom menus. High-end events complete with hors d'oeuvres, plated meals, carving stations, and elevated presentations. Each are Hellberg Barbecue specialties. Their catering professionals can create the perfect meal for any event, no matter your budget. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387-8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 Silverado Light Duty. With the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory, couple that with the number one rated service department in the state, the choice is clear. The Jim Turner Chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs. So take that short drive to McGregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Buy new roads. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 8080. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. At City Ranch Boot Company, customers have the option to buy off the shelves or design a one-of-a-kind custom-made boot with your preferred logo. City Ranch Boot Company's inventory includes boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' purses. Owner Jay Kelly was a Baylor football letterman in the 1980s. He's a longtime importer of exotic leather and has plenty of ostrich, elephant, crocodile, python, and hippo leather from which to choose. His wife and four of his five children attended Baylor University. City Ranch Boot Company, just around the corner from Hellberg Barbecue on Highway 185 between Crawford and China Spring. Call 254-855-7225 at cityranchboot.com and Facebook. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. 
soap for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the uh, Dismount. We've got to say goodnight from the Baylor Club. We've had a great time out here. Appreciate everybody having us out. Mike Mosel, his whole crew, the uh, director of membership, John McCrell. He's always by here. He was earlier here. J-Mo was on at 2 o'clock. Cam Stewart did a real nice job out here. Aaron Ward, the whole gang, making sure we were on, locked and loaded. And we have had a nice time out here enjoying all the uh, all the, the festivities at the Baylor Club. As we get ready for a big Saturday game, Kansas comes in, no seats available. Stop even asking me. I mean, unless you want a standing room only, I don't even have access to that. I mean, I barely can get in on my media pass. So let's 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 not look at Mosley as some kind of ticket broker. All right, I've already been asked a couple of times today, but this will be a fun game, an exciting game. And Aaron, do you are you agreeing? With, I mean. You're still going to be in the tournament, and you're still going to have a decent seed if you lose this game. But I do think we'll feel like a million times better about Baylor going into the NCAA tournament. Don't even think about the Big 12 tournament, all right? I've stopped going because Baylor doesn't care about it. So I'm I'm not even going this year. But the big dance, they do care about. Aaron, do you like Baylor's chances, and do you like my must-win You like my must win theory? Yeah, I agree with you on both. I okay. think if they can do that, even if they go one that out after one game in the Big 12 tournament, they'll be a three seed if they can beat Kansas. Ooh, I like that. And then beat Texas. And if you beat Tech, you go in on a huge run. All right, we've got to say goodnight. Thanks to everybody. Thank you, Aaron. Everybody have a great one. We'll see you tomorrow. Remember, Ray J. Dennis at 3.30, Mac Rhodes at 5 o'clock. It's all coming up tomorrow. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here again is John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12.